What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's Wait, you. shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You back in here with the Bruce Wayne, it is ish. The King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the Notorious One. The notorious new, new, one, new, new, new world order. Mr. Coachellini, aka the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. We back in here one more again for the blue chip mindset episode number 60 deuce, six deuce or six tray. One of them. We got a great show lined for up for you today. And I'm gonna go ahead and pull up the topics. No trigger warning today because this is going to be all mindset material. We're doing this on Wednesdays in the morning, and we've been doing this for over a year now. And we've also will start doing these on Thursday nights. So we got two blue chip mindset series uh, uh, throughout the week. And as a matter of fact, there might be a new YouTube channel coming up. New, 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 new world. All right. Um, of of uh, it's gonna be good. Shout out to Chat GPT. All right. Shout out to Chat GPT. We got a great show lined up for you today. You see the topics. We got uh, what most men don't know about divorce. Uh, what you must know. All right. I'm in the divorce trenches. This is going to be a very important point. And we're going to use Mariah Carey. Recently, she's filing for full custody from Nick Cannon because he out here running around having all of these babies shooting up the club. And Mariah Carey thinks this is enough to get full custody away from Nick Cannon. Oh, what you guys must know about divorce. Henry Resilient, if you're in here. All right. <laughs> if you're in here, we're, this is what we reminded you of. All right, we also have um, the top, the truth about electric vehicles, EV, the agenda being pushed there. We're going to have two people speak on the behalf of the opposite point of view. What you must know, we're sharing, we're sharing information here. You might not agree with it. We're going to have the top eight most unfaithful wives by nationality. And then we're going to always talk about that money and keeping your mind on your money and your money on your mind. The main event topic, keep your eyes on your money. And while you will stay broke forever, why, why wealth and not and particularly money is, is, um, is all also, it's also uh, a mindset. It's also a mindset. So, so is broke people. As a matter of fact, I realized that Andrew Tate has a term for this called brokey. All right. I listen, people think I consume a lot of content. I don't, I produce a lot of content way more than I consume. And by the way, producer versus consumer, that is a blue chip mindset philosophy as well. But uh, I, I didn't watch him very much, but um, um, he did have a term called brokey. All right. So I like that. And I think I heard it from Pearlie um, talking about brokies. And I was like, oh, OK, he was on that tip, too, because brokey's a mindset. And I'm sure when he was talking about it, he's talking about brokey's a mindset. And brokey is a mindset. We're going to tell you why you're going to stay broke forever. ever. Don't let my love in. All right, let's get into the show. To contribute to the day show, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And I know all the late people are going to ask again, but that is pinned to the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle live chat. These donations go to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund. This is not income. I'm broke. I actually lost my job and I lost my business. And I don't have a job. All right, listen, I need to try to figure some things out here. And, oh, by the way, I was laid off last week from my job. <laughs> I was laid off. I lost my business. Wait, I was laid off in 2023. I lost my business in 2020. And I never had a job before that. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, man, y'all better take a look at what the market is doing. Also, what gold and silver, all those tangible things are doing. And you also better watch out. Crypto, crypto is going tip, 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 tip back up. You might as well put a couple of dollars in and make a couple of dollars right now. Yeah, man, that's what we're doing. And we shuffling already. Should we shuffle? All right. Should we shuffle? It's Wednesday. Let's start shuffling because, you know, the the, the Negro community is going to frown upon my shenanigans once again. And there they are. Boy, boy, look at those lovely faces. There's a lot of good men in there. There's a lot of good men. You know the good men. They go to catfish. They go to fry, They go to Democratic fish fry. They get the catfish and chicken nuggets, and they wake up every day, and they don't want nothing out of life but what everybody else wants. They don't want no happiness, no joy, no nothing. I wake up every day, and I goes to work so I can give everybody else happiness while I'm in pure misery. Yes, and I live longer just because of this. I keep myself alive just to be a good man, just to work hard and toil and make sure my kids respect me, and they don't. Make sure my wife respect me, and she don't. Make sure my wife's parents respect me, and they don't. But I just keep being alive. Praise the Lord. And have me some hand over the hush puppies and the catfish nuggets. Yes, that's what we do. And that's what a good man does. No matter what them kids think about you, you don't say F them kids. You a coward if you run for them kids. All right? You do what they want to do. And them, them miserable individuals, them entitled individuals, yeah, they ain't going to be happy with you. But you're going to get up and you're going to do it. Yeah, that's the faces they got right there. You're going to do it. You pay your tithes, you eat the chicken wings, and you eat your scrambled eggs and ham every day. And you get up, and you get up, crack a dawn, and you go and have a quiet time with your coffee. And then what you do? Mm. <laughs> we changing that mindset. That's loser mindset over here. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> that's loser mindset. We ain't, we ain't living that over here. Yo, we toxic. We standing on it, man. We toxic over here. <laughs> Jesus. All right, look, man. To look, let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. How about we do that? Pay homage, homage to the brothers who contributed early. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother, for contributing to the baby mama terrorist fund. Uh, mine is a terrible thing to waste, and so are these kids. <laughs> All right, shout out to Albert Wesker. Who says some people are addicted to being broke. My sister has a great paying job, but is always paycheck to paycheck. For BW's broke. Uh, mindset is normal yes it is it's normal what we call that here because the blue chip mindset is gonna guys the future the blue chip mindset has a great future all right listen we call this the struggle didn't choose you you choose you chose the struggle it's pretty simple people choose the struggle all the time because some people want to be victims so they naturally are going to choose the struggle position some people don't have pure talent some people don't know information so they just choose the struggle the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. So, uh, you know, people are going to realize it sooner or later. But uh, 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 struggling this struggling these days is a choice. <laughs> struggling these days is a choice. If you choose the struggle, that's your own fault. And we'll get to that uh, when we talk about why you're going to be broke. You can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. I step out on the cut. It's just looking funny. Ran back in the house and started calling up my money. I signal for my workers to bring in all the dope. I can smell a bus that sure enough it comes to 5-0. Yo, <laughs> mm. shout out to Scarface, Jabari Parker. Is that a basketball player? We need a blue chip mindset episode about legal topics and attorneys. <laughs> well, we'll bring the lead, lead attorney on for that. As a matter of fact, the money mindset series where we meet on Sundays. We talk about, we just talked about legal issues. We talked about business issues and legal issues and attorneys. So, um, you know, I might have to start collaboration. I might have to start collaboration in a minute here. All right. 
Yuri, Yura Bryant says, 34 years old today. He's headed to Montego Bay on Sunday, courtesy of my 28-year-old Cameroonian chick. Cameroon. Hmm. He says, third birthday trip on her behalf, Playa del Carmen in Punta Cana previously. Shout out to you. And he also says, if only she would stop being stubborn and follow my program completely, but expecting perfection from them only leads to your misery. So shout out to you. At least she's actually chipping in. She's chipping in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, stubbornness is a disease. And she's also investing significant time on you. She's she's wasting her, her prime years on you, sir. <laughs> but I don't care. All right, shout out to James Hampton. Another familiar sounding name. Oh, I skipped one. Desert Brew Crew will come back, dropping off some coffee money to my favorite El Coach Tres Leches. <laughs> Tres Leches. Most women have two leches. I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, shout out to the coach mods and God bless the coach gang. Thank you, sir. James Hampton at my electrical job installing dishwashers, disposals, and appliances and all of that. He says, my foreman said he likes my integrity when solving a problem, though I can do without people noticing my skills. I believe that he said it's nice to hear. Shout out to you. That means he's recognizing your hustle. He's recognizing your grind and he's recognizing your shine. He's trying to tell you he's lucky to have you. So, hey, man, take that as take that as a, a, a nod to your skills and your ability to communicate with the clientele. Yo, shout out to you, John or Jane S. We'll call it number one morning show. This is the number one morning show here on YouTube. Matter of fact, thank you, sir. This is the number one entertainment channel on youtube hit the subscribe button if you're new tara says ks you always say single women keep women single do you agree with that statement if so can you elaborate uh this is true this is well typically uh socially there's a lot of sabotagers out here so yes single women do keep women single uh if they have a friend group this is pretty simple we see this all the time um one person has a good relationship three women have no relationship or bad relationships if the one woman is happy in her relationship they're going to sabotage her. Oh, there's got to be something you can tell us that that he does wrong. He's got to snore. He's got to pick his nose. He's got to he's got to breathe funny. He's got to do something. He got to be a five minute. He got to be a five stroke specialist. He got to be a minute man. I know he ain't putting it down in the bedroom. I know he's broke. I know he's bankrupt. There's got to be something. And then it will pull it out of her slowly. And then once that woman gets into that situation where she downs her man in front of her single miserable friends or her uh, miserable married friends, it's a rapsky. It's a rapsky. It's a rapsky for that relationship. So, yes, they are saboteurs. Indeed, Henry Resilient Nick Custody is good as gone. He don't got no time for that. Yes, he's not, he's not going to fight it. Guys, and there is a way to fight this system is to not fight. Just go ahead and pay the money. And you know what I mean? And F them kids or basically say, good luck, kids. Your mama's a baby mama terrorist. Have at it. <laughs> All right. And it's no disrespect to your children. But at some particular point, it ain't worth the fight. So Nick Cannon will fold up like a cheap suit. All right. Anyway, uh, Wellesley Drummond says, thank you for the knowledge over the years. Appreciate the blue chip mindset. Indeed. Classy beats. Yes. I got money. My favorite day of the week. Hit the like button on the video as you come in. All right. JP. Is that a P? JP, shout out to the coach gang. Let's get that money. I got money. Way farer. I believe, says, thank you, coach. Thank you for the contributions to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund here. A kid is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, we got some brothers. Oh, my God. Cash app is lit. 
Shout out to XL Pro Services in the building. Thank you again, man. DGC more. CGA, isn't it strange? Monkeypox just vanished. Yes, it did. And of course, if you tell somebody, you know, on that side, they were like, yeah, well, we have the precautions in the man. <laughs> Shout out to no government name says, oh, and he dropped a sponsorship. I'm he says, I appreciate your consistency and daily inspiration. Man, brother, this is just the start of it. If you think CGA works hard, just think, man, the next few years, y'all gonna be like this ninja crazy. <laughs> All right, you're gonna see some crazy work. By the way, um, yeah, haters gonna hate. Todd C. He says, "What do you think about the Gordita Slam?" <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that a Denny's breakfast? <laughs> All right, is that a Denny's breakfast? Sheldon Phillips says, "I it's time to break out the Dave Chappelle content form. We got it." All right, I'm gonna compete with Dave Chappelle, man. You know, you know, people think I compete with YouTubers. I'm like, man, please. I'm trying to compete with the best of the best. All right, last two. Lavelle, Lavelle says, love when they gotta wiggle out of those pans. Shout out to the nasty. Oh, yeah, that's the best thing when they gotta wiggle. Oh, I like a nice. little wiggle wiggle, ladies, and a jiggle jiggle. All right, and last one, stop bring extortional. <laughs> stop bring extortional. Uh, speaking of extortional, ladies and gentlemen, topic number one, and then we'll hit two topics, then we'll come back. We'll come back. Topic number one, up for bid. What is going on here? I got something happening here. Oh, we'll get back to the definition of the blue chip mindset in a minute. All right, my whole thing is out of order. Let me play you this uh, TikTok. Wait a minute. I lost my whole thing. Wait a minute. Hold up for a second. There's a TikTok that I was going to show you, and it's gone. <laughs> All right, I don't know what happened. Is it out of order? Let me see what I did here. Let me see what I did. Okay, the TikTok disappeared. I don't know what happened. So anyway, we'll skip that. It was a TikTok of a young lady saying she's tired of co-parenting with her baby daddy, so she's just going to take him. Oh, I got it right here. It came back up. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll put it up on the screen right here. Topic number one, what men must know in your divorce. Divorce cases are always open cases. They're never closed. So if you get divorced, the case is always open. Meaning, meaning, which means in effect, as my sports psychology professor used to say, which means in effect, she can keep taking you to court for custody battles. You can keep taking her to court. But if she just feels like, hey, you know what? I don't like my custody agreement or I'm broke or rent's due or something like that. Your rent's due, or you abusing a kid or you yelled at her, or you spit in the wind and it hit her in the face. All right, you gave... You paid her child support in nickels and dimes. Whatever she feels, she can keep coming back and taking you to court. And with this, this is what a lot of men don't know. They think when the divorce ends on the divorce day, oh, I finally got divorced and she, the judge signed off. That's not true. It's an open case. And here's a woman here, um, a chicken head, by the way. She says, I am not trying to co-parent with my child's dad anymore. Interesting. The courts ordered a co-parenting agreement. She's trying to violate it for no apparent reason. Oh, there is one reason. You're not going to hear the music because what the music is inconsequential. I'm going to play the video. You're not going to hear anything. But let's let's see. And it goes in and it says, next, I am putting him on child support. What a shock. What, what a shock. How, how did I know? <laughs> how did I know that was coming next? Because when they don't want to co-parent anymore, 
it's because they're the better parent. It's because they know better. But then when you say, okay, go ahead. Then they say, oh, time to put you on child support. So that is always the move. <laughs> that is always it. That's always the play. That's always the play. See, what happens is a lot of women are not satisfied with co-parenting agreements, right? A lot of women aren't satisfied with it. They don't want that. And I've always warned you guys. A 50-50 co-parenting agreement for the majority of women is a loss. It's a loss. She wants no parts of that. She probably got the 50-50 because you took her in the court, right? She took you to court for 85% custody. She took you in the court for full custody. And then the judge, I showed you the clip of that woman that the judge was like, hey, okay, I'm ordering equal parenting time. And the woman lost her mind, got her uh, uncle, got her captain save a simp, arrested, got her mother arrested. And so what they try to do is interfere with your parentage. And then you just can't have a, you, listen, I hope you guys don't go through this when you're young. I mean, when the kids are young. Okay, if the kids are young, you're going to go through until those kids get 18. She's always going to try to encroach on your parentage. She's always going to try to paint you as a villain. And then what happens is the motive seems to be I'm protecting my kids. I'm looking out for my kids, but that's not the motive. The motive is she wants you on child support. She's broke. It's pretty simple. Your rent's due, motherfucker. It's pretty simple. So let me show you again, just so you can see this. We're talking about what you need to know. And if you if you are um, going through it, like say you went through a split, praying mantis your kids are two years old okay you went through a split you went to court well guess what if she got a co-parenting agreement she's gonna be violating your ass taking you to court every year violating you now what you can do is sue her for malicious prosecution there's a there's a, a specific term for it but you could sue her for keeping suing you all right basically terrorizing you and threatening you on a constant basis you can she can get punished Women can get punished. Now, you can get punished in civil and criminal court for this, for suing someone excessively. Family court, not so much. But if that person takes you back on a, on a yearly basis, you can say, this person's creating a toxic environment. They're causing me to be depressed and whatnot. So here it is. I'm showing you proof, and I'm going to give you another bit of proof. This woman says, I am not trying to co-parent with my child's dad anymore. The mystery is, she wasn't trying to co-parent to begin with. That's what you don't know. I'm trying to school you men of what's happening. She didn't want to co-parent to begin with. Now, check this out. The reason why she doesn't want to co-parent. Oh, I I'm a better mom. I have a better environment. Nope, I'm putting him on child support. Guys, they're, look, they're, they're proving me right <laughs> all the time. Why do you want to not co-parent? Oh, because I need some money. Yeah, boy, she needs some money. And the best way to get it, I got money. Guys, it's plain and simple. And if the world can see it, you know these family court judges see it and these attorneys see it. Guys, they're not going to protect you. With that being said, let's give you to the next subject here uh, or the next bit of proof is going to be Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is going to prove this point as well. Always know about this. Here's Mariah Carey. Apparently, they were cool co-parents. Remember, uh, I, I think they're going to mention in this article they were cool co-parents. And by the way, you might be saying, this ain't the blue chip mindset. This has to do exactly with the blue chip mindset. When I get to why you will always stay broke, this is a part of it. Now, Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon were supposedly good parents, right? They were good co-parents. 
Well, apparently Mariah Carey said, just like that previous young lady, I'm done with that shit. <laughs> apparently Mariah Carey, like the previous young lady, the previous young lady said, well, yeah, you know what? I'm not trying to co-parent with my child's dad anymore. Mariah Carey said the same thing. The refreshing reason, the refreshing reason. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hold up for a second. Somebody's somebody's in the chat. Did you wait 20 minutes for this? I, I hope you're not talking to me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, the refreshing reason. Next time, sir, uh, super chat me or sit your punk ass down. All right, here we go. The refreshing reason why Mariah Carey allegedly is filing for full custody of her children shared. Okay. All right. So hold on for a second. I got to get somebody up out of here. I got to get somebody up out of here. I appreciate you for joining this show, but that's your last moment. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Good Lord. All right. Anyway, the refreshing reason why Mariah Carey is allegedly filing for full custody of her children shared with Nick Cannon. Why is she filing for full custody? Probably not child support, but it could be. It could be. So here's what we got here. Over the past few years, Nick Cannon has welcomed dozens of children into the world. With so many kids to care for and a busy schedule to boot, Cannon certainly has his hands full. Turns out his hectic schedule may be the reason Mariah Carey is allegedly filing for full custody of the two children he shared with Nick Cannon. Wow. Wow. So because he has other children, with other mothers, with other younger baby moms, he probably, she's assuming he has no time for the kids. Wow. Although Cannon is now the father of 12 children, the first two kids he had were with the award-winning singer, even though the Wild and Out host and Carrie divorced in 2014. In 2014, remember, their divorce was final in 2014. And here we are, 2023, and they still dragging it out. What did I tell you? Divorce cases are always open. Custody cases are always open. They do not close. And it says right here, and it says right here, the two appear to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. Oh, it seemed to be working. Cannon even posted an Instagram reel of a water park takeover he did with their 11-year-old twins. However, the recent birth of Cannon's 12th child is prompting Carrie to sing a different tune. After all, the fantasy singer probably never imagined that the father of her children would be calling, would be called dad by 10 other kids. So what? Look, that's none of her business. It's none of her business. What he does with his life is none of his business. If it's not bothering his kids with you, why does it matter? And that may be why she's supposedly seeking full custody of their twins. Crazy, according to her source, source close to the situation. Cannon, Cannon is a doting father, but just doesn't spend much time with the twins. According to whom? Although Cannon is certainly a hardworking family man. See, look, he's a doting father. He's a hardworking family man. His intense schedule and obligations leave little time for him to spend with his kids. Oh, show me the proof. This seems like a lot of wham. The reality of the situation is that the twins are usually with Mariah anyway, said the source. Nick doesn't see much of them. By filing for full custody, uh, Carrie hopes to send a message to Cannon. See, <laughs> see, I'm going to send a message to him. 
But what's the message? That you a bitter baby mama? Yeah. Cannon hopes to send, or Carrie hopes to send a message to Cannon that he can't have a revolving door relationship with their children. According to her. Remember, this is according to her. Let me pull this map down. I don't know why that's up there. This is her interpretation, which a lot of women think, hey, uh, what I say is right. Then they go into court and the judge smacks their ass back. All right. It doesn't care what you, it doesn't matter what you think. You don't get to just say, I think this, therefore, this is how it should be. And the source went on to say, quote, she wants to put him on notice. See, this is, this, this is not about the kids. This is not about the kids. The source says she wants to put him on notice that he can't just flit in and out of their lives while he attends to his other children. See, 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 you see, do you see what this is? This is some bitter baby mama shit. Oh, he's spending more time with the other kids. <laughs> and she wants legal standing as the twins primary caregiver. Um, there's the kids there. We don't show kids here. Um, and of course, uh, Carrie obviously spends a lot of time with the twins. Just scroll through her Instagram feed and you'll see several pictures of the singer with the twins. Well, <laughs> all right. Is this a parenting contest on Instagram photos? Nick doesn't have any Instagram photos. All right. Come on. This is crazy. On the other hand, Cannon has recently opened up about having guilt for limited time. He has spent with all of his children, not just his children with Carrie. In a recent episode of the checkout with Dr. David Angus, or Agus, Anus, uh, Cannon admitted being the father of multiple kids, it's always the biggest guilt on me is that I don't spend enough time with all my children, okay? And he says, as Carrie and Cannon work out a new custody agreement, fingers crossed that the twins don't get caught in the middle. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to read this sentence right here. This sentence right here tells you what most people do to guilt men into fighting for their kids. This is another, this is a big one. People are going to really miss this one. As Carrie and Cannon work out a new custody agreement, fingers crossed that the twins don't get caught in the middle. Mm. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I'm going to translate to what that means. That means if Nick fights Mariah's custody agreement he's putting the kids in the middle pay attention he's putting them in the middle by fighting for his kids meaning if they have a negative effect from the custody fight then he it's all it's his fault it is all Jermaine's fault it's always Jermaine's fault like if they get depression if they get some situation they start their grades start to falter they don't play well in their sports they get distracted Anything happens, it's going to be Nick's fault for fighting it. See, it says right here, fingers crossed that the twins don't get caught in the middle. What do you mean in the middle? Mariah Carey brought it all the way over here. You mean they're already in the middle right now. They already have an equal parenting time. But if he fights it, it's going to be his fault. And a lot of women will use that against you to say, well, if you fight, your kid's going to slit their wrist. All right. Mm. <laughs> or your kid's going to hurt or your kid's going to be messed up. You mean they're not going to be messed up if they go to your house only? It's crazy. All right. However, Carrie and Cannon can, can quickly and amicably reach a new agreement that's best for their children. Yeah, they can. But apparently, Carrie wants to do 100% and give him supervised visitations or limited custody. 
yes, they can quickly work it out if he agrees with her. If he doesn't agree with her, there's no quick and amicable uh, decision to be reached. And it's not for the best interest of the kids. It's in the best interest of Mariah Carey. Anyway, wow. You see that, guys? Look, I'm teaching you what they don't teach you in school. I'm teaching you what they don't teach you in school. See, there's no degrees for this, sir. There's no degrees for this. There's no education. There's no, you know, you, you went down to the barrio education, public in, uh, education, public school indoctrination camp in your barrio. They don't teach you this, sir. CGA teaches you what the world doesn't teach you. Yes, we don't teach you what a degree has. This is experience, and experience is the best teacher. Let's get into this one, the truth about electrical vehicles. Of course, you need an education for this, right? Nope. No, you don't. Normie's going to normie. <laughs> okay, here we go right here. Uh, let's take that down, and let's go to uh, this individual here. There's a man. He seems to look like he has a degree. All right, here we go. He's going to talk about electrical vehicles. You guys know how I feel about electrical vehicles. I say drive your electrical vehicles. I don't give a damn. Don't bother me none. However, do not tell me to turn my shit in. All right. And don't make me think that I'm doing bad for the environment because it's certainly not true. He's going to say this right here. Let's go ahead and let him speak on it. Do we want to go all electric by 2035? Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions, you export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single thousand pound battery. It takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt rate ranging from 10 tons to 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc, Demand for those minerals will increase between 400% and 4,000%. Isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car? Do we want to go all electric? All right. I'm sorry. I'm coming back here. All right. Um, listen, this is just the other side of the argument. Many times you chicken buck, ham and egger, knuckle draggers, mouth breathers. You don't see this coming because this is the information that they might not let you privy to until it's too late. Then they say, oh, we didn't realize we walked you down here. Now, let me just tell you, I don't mind the electric vehicles. I actually looked at one and I declined to buy one. But then I lost my job, so I couldn't afford one anyway. Mm. All right. But uh, but the reality is there is a lot that people don't know. And then they find out when it's too late, potentially that your battery is going to cost a couple of hundreds of thousand dollars when it when it dies up to $7,000, maybe up to 10,000, maybe by uh, the year 2035, it might be $5,000. It's going to cost you a lot, okay? And then I'm sure you brokies aren't going to be able to afford the battery at $5,000 when it dies. So what you're going to do, you're going to finance the battery. You're going to finance the battery. You already know what you're going to do. Like, you, do, you have, do you have five grand right now? Nope. Like, you can't even change two tires right now if they went out. So how the hell are you going to be able to afford a battery? Now, they don't tell you your battery is going to go out till you drive that shit off the lot. Then year four, year five, year six, yo, ish ain't charging up. It is what it is, right? 
And all of a sudden, where are you going to get five grand from? Battery lasts 12 years. Okay. You're going to need a battery. Okay. <laughs> they doing it right now. You're going to need one. Do you got the money? Nope. You don't have it. You don't have it. Let's just be honest. Everybody's like, well, I'll have five grand when I need the battery. Are you going to, you don't have five grand now. <laughs> You're not going to be able to afford it. Most normies aren't going to be able to afford it. So that's one of the problems. Not only that, infrastructure is not ready. If we're talking about middle-class people that live in apartment complexes, there's not going to be enough charges for this shit. It's going to be an absolute catastrophe. So that's just one part. Rick Ross, Freeway Ricky, the popo, the boss, says, Rick Ross says he doesn't drive a Tesla or purchase a smart car because the government can hack into them. If you haven't watched my show, I actually showed and proved this. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden has put into some of his recent legislations to say that they want to tap into these cars by 2026, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me prove it again, because I know normies are going to be here. Let me see here. Um, what, do, what do they call it? Chip EVs. Let me see here. It says, uh, this is... Nope, that's not it. I actually shared this particular story right here where they're going to tap in. They want to sign in. This is a Biden thing here where they want to sign in and be able to control your EV. Okay. But uh, let's hear Freeway Wiki. Now, not Freeway Wiki. This isn't Freeway, Free, Freeway Wiki. This is the boss, Rick Ross. Let's see what he has to say about it. Smart. Well, I'm not going to say I won't have a smart car, but I've never ridden in a Tesla. No. Never, never in my no life. I've never written in a Tesla. And the reason being is because I've always had in the back of my mind, the government could tap into the brain of the car. Yeah. Okay, Rick. where's Rick? He's over. No, bring him in for questioning. Nigga, like, well, go ahead. Yo, um, it's Yo, leaving Wingstop before the wings. <laughs> <laughs> Bring you right you to, pull the, up to the building in the Asian walkout. Hey, Rick, no, nah, <laughs> I won't have a smile. All right. well, he said it would just take you right to the popo. All right, which he might know, no. All right, he might know, no about. Uh, but let's let's show you this right here. Uh, what we were talking about. Let me see if I could get the article up. I got several articles here, uh, related right here. This, this is one, this is one source. You can source this yourself. Hey, by the way, um, whatever I tell you here is going to be what I'm presenting to you. It is up to you to find your old truth. Do not get in here and argue with me in the comment section. All right. It's, it's you're wasting your time. I don't even pay attention by the infrastructure bill to put kill switches in all cars by 2026 right here. Look. Okay. Look, it is what it is. Right. And so what, what, what he's concerned about and what many people are concerned about is, is if they're putting these things and that they could tap into you and, some people don't like that type of control. Some people are fine with it because you are normie, right? You're you're a boring person in Des Moines, Iowa. You're happy you got your little vehicle. You go down to the Winn-Dixie. You go down to the Aldi. You go down to the come and go. You go down to the quick stop. You go to the quick stop and back. You're just happy. Oh, look at me. I don't have to put in gas in my car. You know what I mean? Like if you're just a happy normie, ham and egg or knuckle dragging, oxygen thief, I, listen, you do what you want to do. You ain't never going to do nothing to violate to bring you back to the police anyway. But 
it is what it is. Anyway, let's get to these contributions, man. I need to get in order right here because we got a lot of people contributing to the day show. And it be down to the piggly wiggly and back. Why would I be concerned about them putting a kill switch in? I'm a boring individual. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm a boring person too. I still don't want them to kill switch my shit. You know, because I be talking, I be talking toxic on the internet, allegedly, according to some people. So yeah, uh, your social credit score is gonna, and they they could just be like, well, don't let them drive today. Kevin W. dropping off tuition. He says, I'm going to be sniggling at my corporate job today. He says, keep grinding, fellas, even when it's difficult. Even when it's difficult, guys, keep grinding. That's what you got. What else do you have to do all day? What else do you have to do all day? You guys are sitting around worried about Paisley. Shout out to Sizzle. It's Blue Chip Mindset Mondays, and I'm at my job, but it's almost payday plus tax season. When us normies get rich, LOL. I'm rich. You in here. Shout out to you. You rich. Sizzle. Sizzle. Sipping on some sizzle. All right. We got the rusted junk. I believe that's you. What did you have to say over on PayPal? We'll give you a co-sponsorship. Shout out to UCGA and the coach gang. Shout out to rusted junk. Let's pay Venmo a little bit of love. All right, this is real love right here. I was thinking today about um, they have this thing called um, food insecurity, food insecurity and food insecurity works like this. Some people wake up normally children. It's normally attached to children in schools when they have food insecurity. All right. Or people who are poor. These people have food insecurity um, in which the person doesn't have a means to buy food or they're they're worried about a scarcity of food products in their house. Like they might have food, but they're scarce of you. They go to the cabin and be like, damn. They go back 15 minutes and be like, oh, shit. Oh, oh. And kids have food insecurity because they want a snack, right? And then they go in the kitchen. Damn, where's the gram? Where's the goldfish? Where's the, the cheeses? You know, they don't have that, that few food. But what, <laughs> but what a lot of American men have is peace leave insecurity. Like they don't know where their next piece is coming from. And so all day, they go to their phone. Look, oh, there's no peace leave there. Oh, my God. Okay, I sent her a text message. Oh, she didn't respond. Peace leave insecurity. Because when you don't have, when you have food insecurity, you just be like, why don't you go to the store and go get some food? Why don't you go get some food? Go to the store. Well, you don't have any money. Okay, why don't you go get a job? Well, I can't get a job because you see what I mean? That's how food insecurity works. Same thing with dudes. You got peace leave insecurity. You don't know where your next peace leave has come from. And so you're waking up every day. Where's my next piece come from? And I'm going to tell you, why don't you go to the store and get some? Well, I don't have any money. Why don't you go get a job? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm like, why don't you go buy some? There's some over there. Like, what, what do you mean? There's a couple pieces. Look, I just saw a couple pieces. Somebody just dropped off a couple pieces. Why don't you go buy some food? I mean, why don't you go buy you a couple pieces of pizza? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I will never put money in a woman's hands. I'll just worry every day where I'm getting another piece. I'll never go to the store. <laughs> then you go shoplifting the piece leave. It's just y'all going to go steal it. Finesse women. I'll just finesse women out of it. I tell you, I tell you, I'll finesse her out of it. <laughs> like, why are you doing all that work? You doing all that work for nothing, bro. You wasting all that energy 
on, first of all, you got peace, leave, and security, no abundance. And then you wasting all that energy jumping around, hiding, dip, dip, diving, so socializing, clean out your ears and open up your eyes. You doing all of that bullshit when you could just been like over there, then back to job, back to your job. <laughs> you could have got back to your grind. But you over there worried about it all day. Oh, boy, I got to return her text message. I'm about to hit her with this text game. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness, bro. I'm like food insecurity. Anyway. Where are we at, brothers? I thought I, I thought that was a pretty funny note. I, I wanted to leave y'all with that. Hey, we got Mr. Mr. Womack, not Bobby Womack. He says, why do the nasty girls, what do the nasty girls want to hear? That's what they want to hear right here. I got money. And they get nastier. You, you, there's a podcast with that. Angela, I think it's Angela Yee. They nasty over there, man. If you want to see what they talking about, them women are nasty. All right. Shout out to Kirby. He says, for the weekly knowledge and edutainment. That's what we do. We give you the facts and the edutainment. All right. J Flow, it's Wednesday, but. What's up for the weekend? We already on the weekend already? Not yet. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? <laughs> All right. Dr. Thunder, the blue chip mindset is the ish. We tell you guys, get your money out here. That ain't it. I got money. Okay. Uh, a couple super chats. I got to get going on. Uh, Agent Machines. He says, even when you're both rich, the woman still angles for money. He says, they both work so much that they have nannies taking care of the kids most of the time anyway. Yeah, what? You know, Mariah Carey just put on a big performance for Christmas Eve. How in the world is she saying she got time for them kids? And just because she posted on Instagram, guys, I was super dad on Facebook. <laughs> All right. I was super dad on Facebook. So what the hell? Blue Pill Patriarch says, I can't stand talking the normies. He says, becoming approachable backfired on me. Yeah. <laughs> normies, man. Yeah, I got to limit my normie consumption for the day henry resilient nick's other baby moms will also go for full custody well this is where nick's gonna find out we knew that this is part of the play where they were gonna go in on him as well uh so nick thought he had a good situation but he's messing with american woman american woman stay away from me he yeah um he's gonna be paying probably three million dollars a month in child support jabari parker says ex expect wait Expect failure or BS, don't, but don't count on it. Yeah, I think accept failure. There's, I don't know what that means. There's two words there. I don't know what we're going there, but um, expect failure or BS, but don't count on it. I'm sure that says there. Let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, what's topic number three? Oh, dating app foolery. And we're talking about finances today. Broke women dating, women saying that they're broke. We'll show you that. And why getting a girlfriend when you're lonely? Or because you're lonely is foolish. We want to tell you about, about why you're going to stay broke. Men get lonely, then they want to get a girlfriend. All right. Uh, dating app foolery, we're going to start with. And uh, let me go find it here. I'm got to close some tabs. All right. So this looks like a Tinder or a Bumble account. It's been a while. Sorry, I haven't perfected. Maybe it's Facebook dating. I'm not sure. But take a look at what we see here. What do you see here? Oh, the humanity. What do you say here, guys? I'm just saying, man, listen. She's thicker. She's thick. She's fat. She's chunky. I mean, come on. We see what it is. But uh, I, I see what she's putting here. Her name is Angel. Probably not her real name, but her age listed is 45. We'll probably say she's 47. She's sloppy. 
You know what I mean? She's definitely sloppy. She dresses pretty good for her body type. So I will say that. I mean, you know what I mean? You got to hide it. it this is going to look way bigger than you anticipate. <laughs> All right. You think it's it, it it's it's packed in there. But once you get them clothes off, you're going to be like, I didn't see all that belly deli and belly deli going to come up here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button while we're talking on here so we don't have to get belly deli. But there is a lot of uh, the FUPA print going to go crazy on this one. The FUPA print. Look at her fingers. The 10 fingers. The, the 10 fat chunky finger. I mean, listen, she's deserving this description. I'm just describing her. Her her knuckle pads. And her hands above the metatarpals or metacarpals. Look at how, man, I'm going to tell you. Now, the reason why I'm at talking like this is let's look at the description, which most of you guys can't see because it's pretty low here. I'm going to raise it up here. This is what she says here. Six feet. <laughs> Six feet. Six feet what? Six feet. You mean six foot, six feet, six feet, two, six feet, one, six feet, <laughs> seven figures, seven figures. I mean, I see you got probably enough for seven figures on your body. All right. Seven figures. You are seven figures in one, but she wants six feet, seven figures, eight inches. Or keep it moving. Uh, Ma'am, I have a question. What that mean? <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning. Let's greet this woman right here. Apparently, she wants, she definitely wants a black man. I'm going to just let you know right now. She wants a black man. She's an older white woman and she's overweight. Black men line up. All right. She wants a black man. The problem is. Most black men don't have two of these three. <laughs> okay, most black men don't have two of these three. You might be six feet, but probably don't have eight inches. All right, eight inches belong to the men under 5'11". All right, um, I know women, you think the opposite, but that's not true. Okay, then you want the seven figures. Obviously, if the black man has eight inches, he's not going to have seven figures. He's not going to have, if he has eight inches, his job is to slay Punani. All right, that's what his job is. If he has eight inches, he's not thinking about making no money. He's not. He's out there. I got money. <laughs> and then six foot tall and eight inches and seven figures. This dude barely exists. I know people be like, oh, judge yourself, coach. I'll speak for yourself. No, 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 no. I don't care about what y'all pack. And I'm just talking about from my perspective here. <laughs> you better ask somebody hey man what in the hell is going on here hey sisters look at what you have to compete with here mm. sisters what do you look at what you have to compete with this woman's gonna take all of your good men she's front line and center you know she has another man's baby and she's stepping right in front of you black women you guys should be appalled not only that, you flat back Kaylee should be. Zoe is appalled right now. Zoe's sitting here like, I'll just find another husband. And then Zoe walks out there and is like, wait a minute. This big mastodon is in my way. Oh, the humanity. 
I can't even believe that this is real, by the way. But listen, it's dating app stuff. This is dating app tomfoolery. And this is what you guys put up with. I guarantee you her kids got the nappiest curly hair from her black, two of her black baby daddies. Who thinks she has at least two? Put a one in the chat if you think she has at least two black baby daddies. <laughs> and I guarantee you they're not six feet. They don't have six figures and they don't have eight inches in the pants. I can almost guarantee you they have neither three of those things. I can guarantee you. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Dating apps are absolute trash. All right. Absolute trash. I can't even even think about it, man. All oh, the humanity. Oh, yeah, but they and they don't pay child support, and they definitely she definitely bought them PlayStation fives. She definitely bought them PS fives, and the dudes that banged her got it for free. Though these are the women, guys. I'm gonna just let y'all know. Speak for yourself, coach. These are the women that dudes are bragging about banging for free. Trust me. And now they want you. He says they knocked her up for free, coach. Yeah, Joe Solo. These are the dudes. Oh, I get it for free. <laughs> right here and now she want dudes to pay for it same woman same woman that's who y'all banging bro and don't lie speak for yourself no 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 we don't gentlemen one of the laws of the free agent lifestyle over here <laughs> is we don't lie to each other we don't lie to each other brothers we don't do this we don't play the role that what we don't do is say we're just a supreme human human being meaning that i'm a, i'm the man over here but i'm on the free agent lifestyle channel Okay, I'm the man. Dudes, if you were the man, if you were the man, let me just say this right here. If you were the man and you were banging all nines and tens, you would not be on my channel. Listen, you know what you would be doing? You'd be lied up in bed, tangled up with the top flat back in Monte Carlo right now. On your yacht. <laughs> floating. You would not be here listening to me. <laughs> And if you are, what are you doing? Maybe you like the edutainment. You wouldn't know nothing about the red pill. You would be like, have you heard of Coach Greg Adams? And you'd be like, wait a minute. Who are you? You wouldn't be here. If you're here, you just like the sniggle then. If you're here, I would be on a boat. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I would be on a boat like Dan Bilzerian with eight flatback hotties. You are not going to be here listening to me. <laughs> to top is flat back this women light skinned women you be like white wolf you have a boat full this is what you be looking like on the weekend all right and don't tell me these chicks ain't hot i don't give a damn they young uh you be looking like white wolf on the weekend on the weekday on the weekday you be looking like white wolf where's white wolf i can't find his ass all right uh where is he at <laughs> why can't i find him it should be standing right here all right there it is hey guys white wolf here so we've got What's your name again? Reese. Reese killed it. This one? Her name is something Cohen. A.M. Cohen. You be having you be having what you want. You'd be like, Coach Greg Adams, why would I listen to that guy? But anyway, maybe you like the sniggle. Maybe you like the sniggle. Okay, let's get to the next part of the show. We don't lie to here. One of the things, one of the rules of the free agent lifestyle and fight club is we can't lie to each other. All right. I know you slayed that big woman. Speaking of, let's go to the sister. Let's go to the sister. And this uh, rich black girl, 
rich black girl. This is the name of the Instagram page. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. This goes into the blue chip mindset. Why are you broke? Most of you guys are dating women like this. This is one of the reasons why you're going to stay broke forever. Bank account, $34.78. Bills and debt, $11,768. Wingstop, eight piece, $14.68. Now, these are the women that you guys, oh, I can't get over her, coach. Oh, my God, I text her. Oh, I ran game. Coach, oh, I'm putting it down. Oh, coach, I'm slaying. And I'm like, but they broke. It don't matter, coach. It don't matter. It does matter. You're going to stay broke messing with people like this. Now, we've all been here, so I don't judge her for being here. However, you can't be a part of my life. You cannot be a part of my life. You can't be a part of my life, baby. The only way you can do it is you can come over and drop that neck. That's it. It's barbecue in there. You know what I mean? You could, I can send you the wing stops so you can get a couple pieces of eight-piece meals. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll get you an eight-piece. We good. I don't mind that if you can just leave me alone. Don't call me. I'll call you. But you guys uh, mess around and waste all your energy, time, attention on these type of people. And I'm telling you, they're not worth your while. Many of them want to be in relationships because they're just flat out in financial trouble. And let me just tell you, 11K in debt is low. All right, 11K in debt is low, but this is, seems to be a young woman, right? How do you get 11K in debt? Now, we're going to say car debt is not going to, I'm not going to count automobile debt, although it's bad debt, but I'm not going to count it because people need vehicles. But there's, let's just say there's no automobile debt in there. What is the, what is the debt? Is it student loan debt? That could be possible. Possible. Is it um, is it uh, credit card consumer debt? Highly likely. Right. So we got to determine what that debt is, and and then you will determine what her worth is. Uh, anyway, and she don't know how to cook, obviously, because she at the wing stop. Sad reality. But uh, Peaches asked me the other day, should women broke women be dating? Because I've say as a rule, as a free agent lifestyle rule. Broke men should not be dating. If you are broke, stay away from dating. And some this is when some women be like, yeah, coach, tell them. Well, that only means like 20, 30% of men going to be dating. All right. So first of all, ladies, if you want that to be true, remember, there's always a back door for CGA. And you always should make that back door available for CGA. The back door is you're going to be sharing men. We're going to be in polygyny. So let's just get it straight. The majority of men are going to be off the market for you, and you're going to be sharing men. That's what you're going to be doing. So get in my harem and concubine, okay? And I want men to stop saying men are simps for having concubines. I saw that in the comment section, not the comment section, in the live chat, when Sylvester Stallone said he was going to buy Pamela Anderson when she was at her peak beauty, a Porsche in an apartment or whatever it was. And everybody said he was simping. The problem with men that you don't understand is concubines aren't free. Harems aren't free. Concubines are supported women, meaning that the man supports the woman to keep her off the market and available to other men. That's called a concubine. Concubines aren't harlots. They're not hoes. People think concubine and hoes are synonymous. It's not. Pamela Anderson. Concubines are, uh, are paid for and sponsored oftentimes secured and protected and put away for that man. And he denied it. Yes, he denied that. 
but I'm trying to get men to understand what's what. That's not simping. That's making a person a concubine. A concubine is paid for and kept away from others. You can't just be out there slaying hoes and then say, you be for me, I'll come back, especially if she's allegedly at her top peak form. Guys, that's not simping. That's concubining. That's hareming. That's creating a, that's creating a bubble for you. Now, can she mess with other men? Yes. And sometimes concubines were protected by other men. And what are the men called? What are the men called that protected concubines? Let me see if you guys know this. Yeah, concubine comes after the wife, and she comes second to the wife in even child production. Yep, there we go. Jay, I've got it. Concubines are protected by eunuchs who are castrated men so that even the eunuchs can't get to them. You guys got to know what's what. We got to know what. We got to know what simping is and we got to know what harem and concubining is. Now, Stallone denied it, but she's trying to play the victim. But what he was making her was a concubine. Okay. And she was, he was protecting her and keeping him for his. That's what his offer was allegedly. So let's understand what simping is and what concubining and harem is. And concubining are not hoes and harlots. Those are hoes. All right. Hoes are hoes. Professionals are professionals. Concubines are concubines. And harems are harems. They're all uniquely different, but it's not free peace leave. It's not free. You got to pay for concubines, right? If you want concubines, you got to pay for it. This ain't pimping. This ain't pimping. All right, pimps are a whole different game. Uh, anyway, pimps deal with low-hanging scab-peeling, low-hanging fruit scab-peeling skeezers. The women that dudes pimp are not concubines. Those are harlots and 304s, professionals. Subpar professionals, semi-professionals at that. All right, anyway. Just to clear things up. I'm here to clear things up for you, brothers. All right. Anyway, let's go to the next one here. Oh, here we go right here. I love this one. Don't get a girlfriend. Don't get a girlfriend because you're lonely. Coach, I'm lonely. Coach, I don't know what to do with myself on the weekend. I have all of this time. Oh, coach, I'm in love. I want to be in love. Well, this gentleman here is catching on. The Crimson Capsule is catching on whether you like it or not. Ladies. Gentlemen, listen to this gentleman. I think he's pretty funny and unique. Uh, let's see if I can share the right screen here. He says right here, do you, here it is. Let's let him explain it. Do you have tons of free time? Do you have loads of extra money lying around? Do you struggle to drive without being micromanaged? Introducing having a girlfriend. Having a girlfriend is the number one way to ensure all of your extra energy is used up. With this exclusive offer, you get to be responsible for the happiness of two people instead of just one. Why pursue your dreams when you could pour all your time into low ROI activities, including going out on dates, taking expensive vacations, and spending countless hours on emotional support? When I was single, I had a lot of freedom and was always happy. But now that I have a girlfriend, I have somebody who constantly wants to know what I'm thinking about. Now I finally hate my life. Come on, babe. Let's go shopping. Right away, dear. <laughs> Admit it. Life is boring without frequent childlike emotional breakdowns. Spice it up by getting a girlfriend today. <laughs> Shout out to the content machine on TikTok. My man, you just won the internet. You won the internet for the day, man. Let's give him a round of applause, too. We're going to give you a round of applause. But, Coach, I want love. But, Coach, I'm lonely. <laughs> Yo, that's what you're signing up for. Whether you like it or not, that's what you're signing up for. And I know it. I know it. 
and it's a it's a raw deal for me. It's a raw deal. I'm not doing it. He nailed it. He nailed it in about 25 to 30 seconds, man. Hey, I'm going to play it again for you guys right there. But look, why do you stay broke? That's the theme of the day show. Because most of your money, energy, attention, and time is tied up getting free sex. You're only doing this so for you can get eight pieces of peace leave per month. Now, when you first start off, you're going to be getting it every day. After about six months, it's going to start. She's going to start siphoning and, 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 and uh, pinching on you, as we call it in the drug dealing business. Pinching, meaning she's going to start pinching on you, pinching little bits at a time away, making you work harder and harder for the same thing you just had. So eventually it will wane. It's going to go away. And then you're going to realize you got a raw deal. You're going to put more time and energy into it, but you're getting it for free. Statistically, eight, yeah, siphoning it off. So you're going to start siphoning it off. Um, women typically cannot. And this is, I'm giving you guys, I'm giving you guys, <laughs> um, I, I'm giving you guys some situations here. Somebody says, I'm starting to do what? Okay. I'm giving you guys some information here. Here. The reality is for most guys, I think it's eight, six to eight times in a cohabitation relationship that you have sex. Six to eight. Six to eight. This is after the first three-month period. Six to eight. It's absolutely a terrible thing. And what women do is, this is what I was going to tell you. What women do is they actually grow up leveraging their sex in return for other things. This is just how it works, right? And so they'll say, I'll give you some if you do this, or I'll give you the illusion of attraction if you do this. And then you go hop, hop, hopping. But you give them the commitment and they still leverage sex against you, which I think is a violation of the social contract. That's a violation. I've already committed. I've taken myself off the market. You're the only woman. I got a legal contract with you. I've moved you in. There's no more leveraging. Like for me, leveraging dates and entertainment and, and I, I can't leverage what I leveraged against you previously. But now you're leveraging sex against me still. Right. And so it's a bad thing. And some women don't know how to come off of that. They start using it as a reward system or if she's not in the mood or she's going to have diarrhea or she's going to do what she's going to have a runny nose. She's going to have depression. She's going to want to slit her wrist. She's going to be bad. She's going to have a bad day at her job. You're going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And then she's like, well, nothing for you. She's going to be tired. And then it'll equate to it's going to equate to six to eight times a month. Six to eight times a month, or you didn't take me out to the fair, the festival, or the farmer's market, or you didn't walk the dog, or you didn't clean up the dog poop, or you didn't put the dishes away. They start leveraging, leveraging, leveraging. And this is what you forget about when you don't have a girlfriend. You forget about that bullshit, and you get lonely. Then you get a girlfriend, and then boom, you go, oh, this is why I didn't get one. Let's play the video again, then we'll go to uh, Super Chats. Uh, let's see, where's the video? This is from Content Machine on Tick. Thought. Do I have the right one? Yes, let's play. You have tons of free time. Do you have loads of extra money lying around? Do you struggle to drive without being micromanaged? Introducing having a girlfriend. Having a girlfriend is the number one way to ensure all of your extra energy is used up. With this exclusive offer, you get to be responsible for the happiness of two people. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Look at his face. You get to be responsible. For the happiness of two people. <laughs> and unfortunately, she will never be happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> She's never going to be happy. Like the happiness is going to be few and far between. 
Most of it is because she has a princess mentality. She thinks she's getting a raw deal. Instead of just one, why pursue your dreams when you could pour all your time into low ROI activities, including going out on dates, taking expensive vacations, and spending countless hours on emotional support. So when I tell you money, energy, attention, and time, uh, people say, no, women give men energy. No, they don't. They deplete it. There's, there's no giving back men energy, not even during sexual bedtime. Bedtime fun is there her, you're, you're using energy for her pleasure and mostly yours. All right. So then you're, you're, you're using your energy for low, low ROI activities instead of building your business, right? Instead of building your job or focusing on your career focusing on your career so i could focus on my career and then emotional support you're not emotionally supporting me you're not doing this i feel depressed i'm sad i'm anxious i'm sad and you're not doing this i need therapy and then when i come out of therapy you ruin it bruh low return and then dates let's go have fun let's go have a date well a date means two hundred dollars a date means two hundred dollars A date means 200 bucks right out your bank account. Now, you've been thinking about saving 200 bucks for maybe a, a hobby, something that you wanted, maybe a gift for her birthday. But her birthday's two weeks away, but she wants to go to the festival for no damn reason but to entertain herself. Aren't we going to have fun at the festival? He's like, no, I'm thinking about this $200 I'm about to use. It's $200 down the drain just to make you happy. Well, we got to do something fun. We never do anything fun and we just sit at the house all the time instead of just one why pursue your dreams why pursue your dreams when she can kill it why pursue your dreams when you could do low return roi activities when you could pour all your time into low roi activities including going out on dates taking expensive vacations and spending countless hours on emotional support <laughs> hey look you ever go out um and this is blue chip mindset why you stay broke you ever say, hey, let's go out. Let's go to Target. Let's go out and do something fun. We'll do something cheap. We'll go to the park. You go to the park. You spend there 15 minutes. You realize this is a gigantic waste of time. So then you have to up the ante. Oh, I need to stop at Target. $200 down the drain. You're going to spend $200 a pop. For Target or wherever you stop, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, let's stop by this strip mall. Let's stop by the mall. Oh, look at these cute shoes. Oh, I want them. I like these shoes. I want these shoes. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Now you just put on the tab. Okay, I can need to get shoes. Let me take a picture of it. Click. Now that's two hundred dollars. You just went to go out to have fun. You went to the park 15 minutes, swung on the swing, fed the geese. Now you stopped at Nordstrom's. I just want to look at something. I want this shoe. Mm. <laughs> 200 bucks. Just like that. Right? So um, anyway, let's continue with this commercial just so you know. Uh, let's see here. 200 bucks at Target. Gone. When I was single, I had a lot of freedom in was always happy. But now that I have a girlfriend, I have somebody who constantly wants to know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> when I was single, <laughs> when I was single. When I was single, I had a lot of freedom. I had a lot of freedom, yes. Peace, quiet, and freedom. Peace, quiet, and freedom, ladies and gentlemen. I get to come and go as I please, and I have money in my pocket. 
I had happiness, joy. He says I had freedom and was always happy. But now was always happy. But now that I have a girlfriend, I have somebody who constantly wants to know what I'm thinking about. Now I finally hate my life. <laughs> yep. Hate my life, ladies. Oh, we have such a wonderful time together. Not really. Come on, babe. Let's go shopping. Right away, dear. Admit it. Oh. Life is boring without frequent childlike emotional breakdowns. Oh, that's a big one right there. The childlike emotional breakdowns. Trust me. I want no parts of that. Oh, you just don't care about my emotions. I don't. <laughs> Spice it up by getting a girlfriend today. Hey, doesn't that sound great? Go get you a girl, man. Not my girl, coach. Not my girl. My girl ain't like them other girls. <laughs> My girls ain't nothing with the girls, coach. That's your girl. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Indeed, man. Look, do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. I got 2,000, near 2,000 people watching me on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We're going to get into this. We got the top eight most unfaithful wives by nationality. And then keep your mind on your money, your eyes on the prize. And then why you will stay broke forever. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. Until then, enjoy this setup right here yes indeed i don't even know where it is for some reason when i want to set it up i don't know where it is so women you know we're more educated now and americans owe more than 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around 930 billion dollars now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem this proposal completely eliminate student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to it to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Let's get back to these super chats. Appreciate y'all, man. Hit the like button. Daniel McGee says, thanks, coach, for teaching this message. I can't be manipulated. And that's why these normies are mad. That's actually 100 percent true. A person that can't be manipulated. They don't like that. Johnny Del Rome coach. I think Austin, Texas may be the flatback capital of the country. It's beautiful here compared to the Ditas in capital of San Antonio, Texas. Yes. Well, a lot of those flatbacks are imported straight from California. All right. So you are getting a lot of flatbacks out there. JC says my junior college ain't called me in three days. Coach, I'm sad. Dude, I don't my junior college chicks. I don't hear from them until this time until until they be in a bind. I'm in a bind I, I don't I don't talk to them. <laughs> I don't talk to them. I don't be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Nothing. They just be checking in with me. Hmm, it's been a couple of weeks. Where's CGA at? Oh, you need some jasmine rice? Oh, well, listen, come on over. Ten toes up. Why y'all talking to them? All right, shout out to him. John Angelo says, Coach, can my baby mama terrorist get me on back child support, even though on our paperwork, she does not want child support? My case is in Ventura County. I don't know. Can she get back child support, even though on our paperwork, she does not want child support? Well, she can certainly attempt it. In their mind, they think, you know what I mean? Like, because they never pursued it, that they could just open up a case and say, well, back in 2012, I haven't got any money since then. In their mind, they can try to attempt that. Now, what you have to do is understand child support is voluntary. 
Child support is a criminal organization uh, and they extort men for a profession. They're lazy. They're extremely lazy. And they want you to provide the evidence, which is against the constitutional, your constitutional rights. All right. You have a right to not testify against yourself, which is you can uh, plead the fifth. But their court is so corrupt that they don't follow the Constitution. All right. So what what's happening here is you got to realize that that uh, she can put whatever they can do, whatever they're going to say, whatever they want. You just got to fight. They ass. fight. They ass. be <laughs> be really specific about what you're doing here. Thank you, my man, Classy Beats, man. Book a coaching call with CGA. Uh, Ladies Love Cool C says, having a gig job is the great way to grow your stock portfolio, but normies think gig jobs are a waste of time and don't understand the advantages. They don't understand the advantages, right? So gig jobs are great for your pocket. It's great extra money. Uh, People did, somebody said something about, I, I didn't go to the junior college until I became a businessman. Well, just some words of encouragement. That's the that's what helps you get there, right? Being a normie ain't gonna help you get there. So if that's what you want, uh, you guys got to start upping the ante, making a sacrifice. Other than that, enjoy your girlfriend <laughs> and enjoy pour, pouring two hundred and fifty dollars a week on your girlfriend just for her to come up with a bellyache after Red Lobster dinner, just so she can come up with a bellyache. After you gave her all that red lobster, all that damn claim jumper, and she too full to drop that neck. Yeah. It's barbecue in there. What you're paying, what you're paying, even with your salary job, is the same thing you're gonna be paying on the junior college. So here's the thing: get you a gig job. First of all, you might have to have a skill, but this is the gig economy. Um, it puts extra money in your pocket. <laughs> Okay, we got no government name. I'm tired of you slandering us tall men coaches. Reprehensible. Shout out to the tall dudes. I'll be trying to look out for y'all. And he says, uh, no government name says normies. Quote, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Why not? Why would I worry about that? As, a, as if law-abiding citizens don't get clapped for not knowing too much. <laughs> or for knowing too much. Sorry, I messed that up. As if law-abiding citizens don't get clapped for knowing too much. Law-abiding citizens, shout out to the law-abiding citizens out here. You deserve a ribbon. Should I pull a ribbon on your chest? You obey the law. (laughs) I will never have my car tapped in by the government. Yes, you will. They tapping into you right now. You don't even know it. But they bored to death looking at your boring-ass life. All right, anyway, Macaroni Tony, a better question. Oh, that was from yesterday. Never mind. All right, but shout out to Macaroni Tony. We got, and shout out to uh, Granddaddy Caddy while we at it. All right, Granddaddy Caddy, are you here? All right, we got half Granddaddy Caddy in the building. We got Chairman Mo over on PayPal. And he says, hey, coach and the gang, happy year of the rabbit. I wish you all good help and good fortune. Yeah, three points I like to make. That Manny dude that came in, uh, let him chicken balk in, wait. Let him chicken ball and your loyal listeners will run her, run him out of the chat in minutes. So shout out to Manny. He tried to come in here and disturb the show. Uh, I hope he unsubscribed as well. He also says, uh, second point, financing batteries is going to be the new scam. Y'all don't see it coming. All right. They will add a $1,000 a month battery lease on top of the $700 a month, 84 month payment at 20% APR. Nissan Ultima style lease all on all, all the normies. And, uh, oh, the batteries will fail just like the old iPhones 
if you know what I mean. Will they finally like drag down your battery? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like as they come in with new forms of battery. Oh, but dude, this reminds me. I'm going to finish your chat. Remind me of batteries. I, I want to tell you about batteries, how they kid you on batteries. By the way, batteries is the biggest scam going right now. But I just got reminded because I got a new power drill. So remind me, I'm going to finish your chat. But I had to get a new drill and I'm going to tell you why. All right. But um, anyway, he says, final point, Mariah Carey is using this thing with her kids as a de uh, despicable publicity stunt. And of course, she ran with her person to the court of public opinion. It says she has been irrelevant since going full 304 in 1997 and her career did not involve evolve unlike Dolly Parton and Celine Dion. Give everyone the buzzer. As a matter of fact, uh, Mariah Carey is experiencing a little bit of a comeback because she's trying to portray herself as Miss Christmas. All right. I don't know if you guys know that because of her Christmas hit. She's now making herself a career out of Miss Christmas. As a matter of fact, someone sued Mariah Carey for something like that. Mariah Carey got sued by someone, and I think Mariah Carey won. Let me see what the Mariah Carey Christmas suit lawsuit. Speaking of lawsuits, man, if you ain't got no lawsuits against you, you ain't doing live. You ain't living right. Let me see here. Let me see here. It says here. Oh, she tried to make herself, she tried to trademark her. Oh, she lost. Mariah Carey tried to trademark herself as the queen of Christmas. She lost the lawsuit. Here it is right here. So this is what she tried to do right here. November 18th. Ask me why I know shit and why I don't know shit. It's crazy. But she tried to trademark herself queen of Christmas. And what that does is it's going to extend her career until she dies. And what she did was she put herself a, she had a Christmas performance show. I think it was on NBC on Christmas Eve or something like that, where she made, she sung all the Christmas songs, including her popular hit. But this is how she tried to extend her career. She lost it though. Uh, I think a, a couple other women, a couple of other women sued her. Her company lotion.loc wanted to uh, use the branding. Okay. If you want to read up on that, I'm not going to talk about this shit. Uh, Chan sued her. Somebody named Chan. A couple of people sued her ass. They was like, nope, 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 nope. So, man, I'm telling you, bro, it's crazy. Uh, but batteries, battery scams, battery scams. So my, you know, since I moved my power drills, I haven't recharged my power, my drills for a while. And uh, when I went to go reach for my drills, I have two drills. I couldn't find the plug, right? So I'm like, it's probably somewhere in a box somewhere. So I said, I'll just go to Home Depot and Lowe's. <laughs> this is what you normies are going to find out when you get a battery operated vehicle. You mean, AKA a toy. So I said, I'll go to Home Depot and I'm going to get a battery charger. <laughs> now I took a picture of my battery and it's an 18 volt battery, both chargers. Both chargers are 18 volt battery. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. The problem is they did away with 18 volt batteries. They don't do them no more. It's only 20 volt or above. So you can't go buy. You can't even go buy an 18 volt battery. You can't do it. <laughs> he says a life size toy. You can't do it. They only do 20 volts and up. You can go 20, 24 and up. So everybody that has an 18 volt battery drill or what. It's, it's done. If you can't find a charger, it's done. 
If you can't charge that shit up, done. If you didn't find it, done so. So any battery that you got to get, anything you got to get now, any piece of equipment you got to get has got to be 20 volt and above. So guys, look. New, 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 new world order. It's what they're going to do. It's what they're going to do, guys. It's kind of like, he says, this is why I have corded tools again. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, everybody has a limitation. So you guys got to understand. Like he says, shop online. Yeah, you could do that. I'm just letting you guys know. Going forward, even if you go online, the battery that you're going to buy or the charger is going to be just as much as the drill. <laughs> okay. Again, it's a trap. You're going to go online. Okay, forget it. I'll shop online. I'm going to go get the 18 volt battery. It's going to be 70 bucks. It's going to be 90 bucks. Shit going to be the same thing. All right. Same thing. So anyway, what you guys going to know is you guys think you're going to do that. You're going to go over there and your car is going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. You go to eBay. By the time you get the $25 shipping and the $40 battery and the plug, the charger is going to be $86. By the time it gets to your door, you could have bought a whole new charger. You could have bought a whole new drill. You're going to buy a whole new drill, Mr. Smarty Pants eBay. $17 for the for the charger and what? $40 for the shipping. And you got to wait two weeks for them to send that to you. Mm. <laughs> All right. Smarty Pants. So, guys, listen. You could have bought a whole new drill right there. That's what they want you to do. You could have bought the $70 drill and just went the hell home. Mr. I'm going to just buy the damn charger on eBay. <laughs> All right, come on. People think I got it figured out. I'll just go on eBay. But okay. Now you waiting two weeks for this monkey simp to send it from Indiana. <laughs> Dudes think they always got it right here. Somebody says that, you know, you guys got to understand that that is going to be how they get you on the car battery. They're going to just up the voltage, just like your iPhone, just like your iPhone, iPhone 10. Probably the phone doesn't work as well. Your battery drains faster. What do they tell you to do? Well, if you upgrade your, because you're going to take your iPhone 10 in and you're going to say, my battery doesn't charge. <laughs> and then what you're going to do is they're going to say, well, we don't fix iPhone 10s no more, but this iPhone 48 is the one you need. The battery works fine over here. You see what I'm saying? So when you're going to the car thing, the battery is a trap. Going to batteries is a trap. How long does your batteries last when you get toys? You know what I mean? Like, they just wear on down. Okay. But you guys want to fall for the traps. Are you going to go to eBay for your car battery now? Well, you could go to eBay and get you a car battery. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jay Cool says, Coach, stop sniggling. Uh, making me sniggle at work. He says, oh, and I'm going to the Bills home opener. Regardless, are you getting Raider season tickets again? Well, I don't have a job, so I can't get anything. I can't buy anything. I'm broke. And I don't have a degree, or nor am I knowledgeable about things. I'm learning things about things by myself. I'm learning things about myself. We got Deshaun Rose says, hey, coach, did Leah, the AI, give her hourly rates? I didn't ask her, man. Shout out to Everett Walker. Blue Chip Mindset is the best damn show on YouTube. And we about to get to that money. Rusted Junk, Coach, please do a show on peace, leave, insecurity. I will. You guys have peace, leave, insecurity. Shout out to Rio, says Snowden told us about this coach, Big Bra, watching. They're watching you guys. They're watching you. Have you ever seen that, like, something happens? Like, something happens in the news. 
I'm going to show you this. Most people don't understand that we used to live a life where we weren't constantly recorded. I know you guys that were born after the year 2000, you don't understand this. We used to live a life where things weren't constantly recorded. Now everything's recorded so much so that if something happens, we're like, there's got to be evidence. That somebody's got to be having recorded. Mm. <laughs> like we depend on it. We depend on it. We're like, there's got to be surveillance video somewhere that caught, caught it. Somebody had to have their cell phone and caught it. There had to be a light camera that caught that. There had to be a police uh, recording uh, thing that caught that. Like, we don't believe it. We need to see the video. Because we're always accustomed to being recorded daily. And this is a new, this is what people called Big Brother. Big Brother's always watching you. And we're used to being watched. Not only you, are you watched, you're tracked 24-7. Yeah, they had to have a car cam, a doorbell cam. There had to be somebody that walked by somebody's house. They walked by somebody's house to get there. Somebody had a doorbell cam. Then everything you pull up on your computer, tracked. Your boss tracks you on your computer. Everything, everything you drive in your modern-day vehicle that has maps, tracked. Everything on your iPhone, everywhere you go, location services, tracked. Okay? You're, you're constantly being monitored. So it is what it is. Uh, you're going to be caught almost, almost, uh, almost 100%. You're going to be caught. But this is what we, this is our new world. But everybody knows this. Uh, Big Brother's always watching you. Let me get to Dame Digital says dating foolishness. He says, oh, the huge manatee, the whole, the huge manatee. Not only that, I got private investigators tracking me. I got haters tracking me. Okay. I got baby mom terrorists tracking me. I got agencies tracking me. Yes. All right. People watching me, ready for me to go slip. I got hoes watching me, trying to give me feet pictures. I got people trying to do Chris Hansen on me, tracking me. I got people in the Manosphere men tracking me, bro. Come on. I'm constantly being watched. That's why I keep the jammy ready to go right here. I can't show it on YouTube. But if you're on my Zoom money mindset, you know me and my girlfriend be right here. <laughs> uh, you can't see it, though. It has to be out of frame. There's no flashing. But we're all living under our mic microscope. You know what I mean? You check in with your ID, boop, tracking you. So this is what we do. And then somebody opens the door. Wait a minute. Who opened the hotel room? What key was used? Track. You guys got apartments where you get log in with a key, not with a, a physical key. They track you with a little beep key tracking you. They track you in and out in your apartment complex or in your housing community, gated community tracked. They can find your ass with the swiftness. <laughs> okay. Anyway, top 10, top eight most unfaithful wives by nationality. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, I keep the Nina by the side. Uh, top eight most unfaithful wives by nation. Just so you guys want to know. This should be interesting. Uh, they did it in reverse order. So I'm going to do it in reverse order. All right, I'm going to go 876 and beyond. Let's pull it up on the screen. This could be a surprise for you. Uh, let's see here. It's a little bit blurry, but uh, I'll put it up a little bit larger. Let's make that larger. That's what she said. It says right here, number eight is American woman. American woman, just let me be. 14% of married women in the U.S. admit to having affairs and so forth and so on. 
but they believe the society where 50% believe that adultery is morally wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, number eight, Americans. All right, shout out to the American women. Number seven, Francais. Parlez-vous Francais. All right. Women in France are 16% more likely to commit adultery, according to this website. I'm not saying this is accurate. This website is the one that's calling this. Parlez-vous Francais. Give me some croissants. Oui, oui. All right, here we go right here. Uh, Singapore. Singapore. Wow, Singapore out here. Durex. Also, this is by the con condom company, did it? Durex established that 19% of women in Singapore are known to be unfaithful. All right, Singapore. Number, oh, number five, Natasha. Natasha. All right, Vivian, Olga, Ruski, Russian women. 33% of Russian women are known to be cheaters. Good Lord, have mercy. Va, va, boom. Natasha, love you. Natasha, be faithful. Va, va, boom. Natasha. All right, scrolling down the list. Number four, Malaysian women. Uh-oh, passport game. We getting closer. Passport game. Oh, we got Malaysia here. 33% of Malaysian women are known to have cheated. I don't know who did the science here. All right, this is by legit. I don't know who. I just popped up. All right, number three. British women, all the humanity. All the humanity. What's going on, bruv? It's worse. You guys got it worse, bruv. All the humanity. A UNLV article, a UNLV article on infidelity and extramarital affairs noted that British women have a case, have cases at the rate of 42%. Oh my gosh. These crooked teeth London women out there. West End girls are acting up out here. West End girls. Number two, Thailand. Oh, no, not Thailand. Wait a minute. Oh, the humanity. Passport bros. Not Thailand. <laughs> I didn't make this list. Not Thailand. Not the traditional women. We're going over there to traditional women. Thailand. Oh, my gosh. How do they get this information? 59% of women in 59. Holy moly. Admitted to cheating on their husbands. <laughs> Thailand. Who do you think's number one? Let's go to number one. Nigeria. Oh, not Nigeria. Goodness. <laughs> Nigerian women. Don't they have, don't they have polygyny in Nigeria? Nigerian women in these streets. Wow. Nigerian women. In the streets. I didn't see that coming. Nigeria, 62% of Nigerian women are unfaithful. Um, hey, um, Manuel, Manuel, Emmanuel, brother. Hey, brother, your girl's out there, brother. This is my Nigerian accent. I know, I know not to do any better Nigerian accent, brother. So, brother, what is wrong with your women out there? You can't get control of your women out there, brother. All right, shout out to you, brothers. <laughs> He says, I had to get the sisters in the end. I, don't, I didn't do it. I didn't put the list together. All right. Just so you know, as a reference, Nigerian women can't keep it in their pants, allegedly. Somebody says, I'm Nigerian. They're horrible out there, folks. I'll tell you right now. Shout out to my Nigerian brother. They're going to get all your reparation checks, by the way. <laughs> all right. They're going to get all your reparation checks. All right. So let's get back to the show. Keep your eyes on your money, gentlemen. 
looking rich and then bad contracts. That's what we're going to talk about. The rest of it is the blue chip mindset. We're going to get to the main event here shortly, but I got some information to share with you right now. This is a brother in the music industry. He goes by La Russell, and I'm going to play this, and he's going to talk about how even the brothers tried to cheat him out of his money. Guys, there's no loyalty in race. Okay, so he's, a, a, I think, a performance artist, a rapper, I'm not sure, and he was going to sign to allegedly Rock Nation, and he says, Rock Nation tried to get me to sign a predatory deal that came with no money. We're going to hear a story and why he turned the deal down. Not because they didn't give him his money. They actually tried to pony up after he caught the mistake. But then he said, I need a little bit of clarity. I'm not just going to go and take the money when they try to do me wrong. Let's go ahead and refresh the screen. And we'll play it. The, the, the money, the, 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 uh, the, the caveat here is keep your mind on your money. Sometimes you can create a better deal for yourself than to go with the big companies. Let's play it. Nation, man, they just did some funny shit. They sent me an offer, and the first one was the terms, but then it had no money attached to it. It was just a $15,000 discretionary fund. You're going to deliver these projects under these terms, 10% 360, 15K discretionary fund. That's yours. I went to the office. They're like, what you think? What you going to do? And I'm like, bruh, where's the money? <laughs> like, where, where are the numbers? Right? He's like, what you mean? And I, I'm like, bro, it's only 15K. And uh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. This ain't it. He makes a call. He's like, yo, it ain't no numbers on offer. They sent a new offer in like 30 seconds. The new offer was much larger, but by that time I was turned off. If I would have signed this 15K, would you have told me you made a mistake? And then you made a $750,000 mistake? I don't want to do business with niggas who make mistakes that big. You gonna fuck my business <laughs> up, right? right? But right. I just felt like that was hella slimy and it wasn't a great representation. And that's why I was like, I got to holler at home because I, I got, do you know your niggas moving like this? Right. And if you do... I see it's good. It's good. I, I see you, but I just felt it felt disrespectful. And everybody goes with the always oh, just business and whatever. And if it was truly a mistake, I don't want to do business with a nigga who makes seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth mistake. of a mistake. If I own the company and a nigga make, <laughs> I'd be upset. Yeah. You lost a generational talent, and if it wasn't a mistake, you lost generational talent trying to play, trying to yeah. see if a nigga was gonna bite the bait. Of just the name first. I don't think that you should take it personally because you don't know how many other artists. Rock Nation, man, they just. Now, first of all, the guy says, I don't think you should take it personal. Well, in the blue chip mindset, we take it personal. <laughs> As Michael Jordan says, and I took that personal. The only way you get around it is to take it personal, right? And that's how you learn out here. You got to take these things personal. You tried to slap me. You tried to disrespect me. You had you tried to front me. You tried to get me into a bad deal. Business is business, but I take it personal when it comes to my business and my money. And that's how you guys should be moving around here. Now, we do have this idea that we're just going to help each other and there's some sort of race loyalty. There is no race loyalty. There's nothing, especially when dudes have and don't and dudes that have the have nots. People will try to finesse you. And he's going to say, um, maybe it was a mistake. All right. It wasn't a mistake. If it was, if it, if you understand who I am, you're not going to make mistakes with me. If you understand who I am, you're not going to make mistakes. I see this happening with YouTubers um, uh, pairing up with big digital companies. I'm looking at it. Uh, people want me to do um, uh, certain sponsorships and they wanted me to go certain directions and they're trying to take the control away from me. All right. I, I can tell you about some crazy offers that I've had where they tried to somehow get something that I've already produced. I'm like, what, bruh. I've already produced that. You're trying to get a cut of that by making a slight adjustment. It's sad, bro. I've seen a lot of things on my side. It's sad. 
but people will get you to finesse things and they hope you're desperate for the money. Well, I'm not desperate for the money. Sure, I would like a, I would like money. I would like a big deal. I would like Spotify to come in here, but I'm going to wait until they come. I'm not just going to be like, oh, I want to be famous and I want to get rich and I want to do whatever. I don't have that drive. All right, I'm going to continue to produce content the way I do it. And it's been working for me this way, but I'm not going to just risk it and then take a bad deal. All right. A lot of companies are here going, hey, we can get you more views and we can get you more subscribers. Then you sign with them and they don't do that. And then they have control of your they take 50 percent of your accent, maybe 70 percent of your accent. But because you're greedy trying to hit a number of subscribers, you go with these companies and then they don't do nothing for you. They don't get you no shine or nothing. Then they just take your accent money and you can't control it. That was going on on YouTube for quite a long time. But you got to keep your mind on your money. You got to read the contracts. You got to be not desperate. You got to be hungry and aggressive. You got to be a PhD, which means poor, hungry, and driven, but you can't be desperate. Can't be desperate because desperate people make desperate mistakes. You're trying to look rich. You're going to make a desperate mistake getting an automobile that you can't afford and you made a bad deal. You're going to make a bad business deal. All right. Most of the time, you got to remember, you could probably make a better name for yourself than some of these bigger companies can make. And I'm glad he put this video out. There was a lot of gems in there. I'm going to replay it because there was one thing specifically he said that uh, all men should know. All men should know. Let me see if I can play the part here. It was right at the beginning. Did some funny shit. They sent me an offer and the first one was the terms, but then it had no money attached to it. It was just a $15,000 discretionary fund. You're going to deliver these projects under these terms, 10% 360, 15K discretionary. One of the things that happens is because, you know, I, I even admit I'm not that great at math. All right. My, my math is, is not great. All right. Which means that specifically if people do um, put numbers in front of you real quick, they'll do this. Oh, it's simple. Uh, you just take the one fifteen hundred. 15,000 discretionary income, and then you do 10%, 360, and then all of a sudden you take 20% of that and you put it over here. Most of the time, your eyes are crossed. You don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like, what, 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 20% of what, 15, 50% of this? You don't know what you're doing. And so you think, oh, 360 deal, 10%, okay, yeah. And they pull a fast one on you by giving you numbers really quickly. So what you want to do is slow them down. Don't think, and mortgage people do this, real estate people do this. And they, they do this to you because they know you're dumb at math. But you're really going to take a bad deal. And uh, I want you guys to understand that. Number two, this goes to the point that I make here. Um, a lot of recording artists are not as wealthy as some of your most popular stream streamers. Your streamers are making way more money than these recording artists because at this time, there's no distribution channels. There's no need for big digital media. There's no need to partner. Most of the time, you can make a name for yourself by using just the platform. And most of the time, the name has more value than even might, you might be even worth or collecting from these platforms. So just think about it. Never just chase the numbers. Never think about what a person's making because they're also building a brand. They're also becoming household name. They're also, there's also name behind your name. There's value behind your name. You're not or value behind your brand. So you're building that, but some people give it up by doing so much or somebody try to build too fast and then they give up all of that. Then they end up in jail, like I, like I warned or deplatformed. Just take it easy. My father used to say, if you want it bad enough, take a day, sleep on it. Somebody just said it. Go to sleep. If you want it real bad, go back home, go to sleep. And then if you really want it, you'll get up in the morning and you'll make that purchase. But making the purchase on impulse 
uh, buying things on impulse. You show up to the store. I don't intend to buy something. The salesman push. They're going to push you through things and overcome all of your objections. Then you're going to see it. You're going to be like, oh, it's so shiny. It's so blingy. And then you're going to buy it. And then you're going to, oh, shit. It's going to wear off in about two or three days. Whatever you buy in two or three days is going to wear off. You're going to forget the true value of it, but you're going to be punished by you. You paid full, full price for it. You paid full price. So take it easy. Never take the first deal. Tell them no. Um, you know, I go to this furniture store and there's this very beautiful Ling Ling there. I'm going to just give her that. She's she's phenomenal looking. Um, she, I think she's from Thailand too. She's like, she's stunning. And she's an older woman. She's an older one too. I'll be like, damn. But every time I go in there, I'll be like, look, this is what I want. And then as soon as I go in there, I say, this is what I want, how much? Well, as I'm walking out the door, she's always trying to push other shit. Did you check here? Did you check here? I could do this. I could discount this. She's always trying to make a deal with me. I'll be like, damn. <laughs> and I always tell her, I was like, you always trying to sell me something. Chill. You always trying to sell me something. And she laughs. <laughs> oh, did you look at this? She don't give a damn. She's just trying to sell. So uh, just know that about salespeople um, and all of that stuff. Know, know that about salespeople. So. Uh, guys know that that's happening. Let's get to the next one. Uh, what is this one here? Looking rich. Oh, this should be an interesting one here. Looking rich. This is a money mindset topic here. Blue chip mindset. By the way, if you're not on money mindset and you want me to talk about subjects, I probably already talked about it on the money mindset. Patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams, $50 level and up. All right. How much money do you make? This goes to peace leave. Um, insecurity as well. So this is a guy here. It looks like they're probably downtown Brickle. This looks like Miami. This looks like downtown Brickle right there on the walking strip here. That's what it looks like to me, but I'm not sure. Let me go ahead and refresh. So how, much, how much money do you make? How much money do you make? $500 million. A year? No. Total. How much are like a year? $10 million. $10 million a year. Yeah. So what do you do for a living? I started my pharmaceutical business here. I have three pharmaceutical plants in India, so that's why I want to do this business here. I'm going to try not to make fun of, not make fun of, I'm not, I'm going to try not to mimic Indian accent today. I don't want them after me, but let's go ahead and continue. So he says he's worth $500 million, makes $10 million a year. As you can see, he doesn't look like, he doesn't look like he makes $10 million a year. Now, this is what we're going to talk about here. I don't care about dudes. Look, look, you can either drip or not drip. You can either showcase or not showcase. We're not going to say what rich people do and what poor people do. But this is just a lesson. After a certain dollar amount, you don't have to flex. All right. But you're comfortable in where you are. Some of those things don't matter to you anymore. But trust me, they have them. Let's continue. So you're rolling in it then. Yeah. Do you go to the clubs around here at all? No, I don't like them. So what do you do for fun then? Just. He hangs at the junior college, but let's continue. To meet with friends and do more work. How many yachts do you have? Not a single. Do you have any luxury items in general? I have many organizations. Now we are helping the Ukrainian people. I am giving a lot of free food to people. So a lot of charity work? Yeah. So we just launched this tequila brand, Escasito, Ultra Premium Reposado. Can you tell me what do you think of the bottle? The bottle is unique. It's not like all other bottles. Would you buy it? No. You don't drink a lot? No, I drink a little bit of whiskey. Whiskey guy. Yeah. All right. So how much money? Um, Interesting there. I'm not going to make fun of the Indian accent. I'm not going to do my, not make fun. I'll, I'll take that back. I'm not going to mimic an Indian accent today. However, <laughs> he's just branded his shit on my damn uh, show. A couple of things that we want to point out here. Obviously, after a certain net worth, you tend to not be wanting to flex as much. 
doesn't mean you don't own these items. A lot of people say rich people don't own cars. Rich people don't own Rolexes. They got Rolexes. They got cars. Okay. They do these things very low key Sunday. They don't draw attention to themselves, meaning they're not going to take pictures. They're not going to flex it on Instagram because it's a very small thing to them. If I make $10 million a year, which I don't, you can look at it and say a Rolex is 14 to $20,000. It's a very small purchase. They, I know he probably has a closet full of them. All right. Or a, uh, a watch collection full of them. He has these things, but does he wear them out on the street? No, he doesn't. He doesn't feel he needs to because he's already, he doesn't have insecurity like that. It's not a, it's not a technical insecurity, but he doesn't need to show it because he's already been there, done that. A couple of other things here, a couple of other things here that I hope you get to, I want you to get to, I want you to get to not having something, then affording to be able to have stuff. I want you to be able to get the car you want. I want you to be able to get the house you want and the Rolex you want or the I want you to be able to get those things. Then it's going to put you in proper perspective because then he says, "What do you do? Do you go to the clubs? I don't go to the clubs. Hoes are nothing to me. Trust me, he bangs women though. Trust me, he's at the junior college. Indian dudes be at the junior college." But he doesn't go to the clubs and VIP to go bang chicks. He goes, he takes his ass to sleep, and he goes to Vegas, and he acts a fool. Okay? He's already been there, done that. And he's at a phase of his life that that even doesn't impress him. That doesn't impress him anymore. He's like, okay. He can have it because he doesn't have that insecurity. So what does he do? I network, and we help build other businesses. <laughs> Shout out to him. We help build businesses. We just work on our business because that's more important. I got the watches. I got the cars. I got the 304s. I got the wife. I got the kids. At some point, you get over that and you realize what's more important. You have it and you move on. I want you to get to that. Not having it, have it, and then get to the next level. This is what I'm working on. All right? I want to be able to have it, enjoy it, then move to the next level. Now, the next part is going to be part of the money mindset of why you always stay broke. The philanthropy. He was like, what do you have in terms of luxury? I have philanthropy. Now, he does the Ukraine thing, which I'm not a fan of. But he then says, my luxury is giving back. Now, when I get to that point in the money mindset, because people will say you should give back. And then they want to tell you how you need to give back. But I'm going to put it in the proper context, according to me. Giving back has a point. The point in life should be giving back. But you don't get to let the chicken box, the normies, tell you how to give back. And there's a point in life where you do give back. We're going to talk about Rockefeller versus Carnegie on philanthropy. You have to give back, but there has to be a reason. There has to be a return to give back. You just don't give and get nothing back. You give, you give, but you get a tax break. You give, but you give and to compete, but you put controlling mechanisms based on how you give. You don't just give and then just say, well, have at it. You have to put controlling mechanisms on how you give. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's see here. So I thought that was interesting as well. So now we're going to get to the main event. Are we here already? Yes, we are. Main event. Why? You will stay broke forever. Oh, my goodness. And I don't want you to use this as an affirmation. All right, do not wake up. And use this as an affirmation. I want you to be as well off as you need to be. I want you to be into your flex zone and then your no flex zone. 
I want you to live this life the way you want. And we talk about this. You got to live it. You got to create your own path. I can't give you all the secrets. I can't tell you how to do it. You got to guys got to you guys got to have a belief in yourself. First of all, the earlier you start this, the better. While you'll always be broke. And reason number one, I think I have six reasons of why you um, will be broke forever. Number one, taking notes. You're not willing to move to opportunities. This is kind of a standard that I tell people about, especially men. You're not willing to move to opportunities. Now, if you follow your most famous drug dealers, they often brag about this. They don't stay in their neighborhood. They go to St. Louis. That's cool because nobody knew us. All right. They go to the west side of Chicago looking for a bus down to make me put my two arms up. Touchdown. All right. They move to the spot. They move to the block and they move somebody off the block. So they know this. They can't stay in one place. Now, here's why. Here's why. Not moving to opportunities is dumb. First of all. First of all, I want you to think about this. Did you determine where you were born? Did you determine where you were born? Meaning, if you were born in St. Louis, before you came out your mother's peace leave, did you say, I want to be born in East St. Louis? No. Your parents determined that. Now, most of your parents are dumbasses, but that's just neither here or there. I'm a parent, and of course, my children probably think, I'm a done as well. But as but the point is, if you were born in Paducah, Kentucky, you didn't decide that. Your parents decided that. If you were born in Tupelo, Mississippi, you didn't decide that. Your parents decided that. Now, if you choose to stay around your parents and your family, that's a choice. This is why I say the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. You probably, after the age of 18, had plenty of opportunities to choose where you left, where you lived. But you stayed where there was no opportunity. Sounds like a choice to me. And I want you to realize that that's a choice. If you wanted to stay in the South, South Bronx, South, South Bronx, you chose to stay there. If you wanted to stay in Detroit when all the car factories left. All right. Listen, you chose to stay in Detroit where there's no opportunities there. The struggle didn't choose you. You chose to struggle. So not willing to move to opportunities because you're scared or want to stay around your family is a choice. That's why you stay broke. You have the plantation here. You can leave the plantation. You don't leave the plantation. You chose to not go to the opportunities. That's why you're going to stay broke. I mean, I'm telling you, man, listen, I moved around this country. I've lost friends. I've lost contact with friends. I lost contact with family members, but I made opportunities. Scared money don't make money. Closed mouths don't get fed. You, you don't eat. You eat what you kill. Uh, if you don't kill nothing, you're just sitting there waiting for the antelope to drop in your lap. That's why you stay broke. Okay. That's why you stay broke. So I want you to know, just don't move anywhere, but be willing to move to opportunities. Okay. My mother was the first one to show me that. She left the Midwest, moved me to California when I was a young, young man. All right. And then she went for an opportunity. It was the best decision she made because she moved me out of the dark, dank, cloudy, great Midwest. Okay where there was not a lot of opportunities for young black men. Then I got to California and uh, opportunities were in abundance as I grew into an adult. Then I took that and I moved from California. Uh, we lived all over Southern California, started off in the South Bay. Then we moved to, to the Caneo Valley. Then I moved to the San Fernando Valley to go to college. 
Then I took that, got my first job there. Second job was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Third job was in San Jose, California. Fourth job was back in Thousand Oaks. Fifth job was in Utah. Sixth job was in New York. Seventh job was in New Mexico. Eighth job, I started my business back in Newport Beach in Orange County for the first time. All of these places, I didn't know anyone. Then I moved from Newport to the Desert Storm Bunker to Vegas. Now, you don't have to do this. I'm not encouraging you to do this. But then when people say, well, why are you here in life and why am I here? You guys got to realize there's an entire story. There's an entire story that makes that person and that person hop. hop. Now, you can call that job hop and you can call it what it is. But I do move to opportunities. I don't wait. I'm not scared. I'll just go. I just go. I, I, I just get up and go and I leave shit behind. I don't you know what I mean? Those things can catch up to me. But what I can't do is catch up on life. So that's going to be point number six out of the six points. You're broke because you're not willing to move the opportunities. All right. Uh, let's see here. I might have forgot a job. Uh, let me see here. Number number five. Uh, why are you going to stay broke? Having children out of wedlock. Having children out of wedlock, a.k.a. and then getting put on child support. Okay, that is going to be a death killer to your finances. All right, child support is a killer. Um, you're not going to build generational wealth. Your family's already destroyed. Uh, having kids out of wedlock, I do not encourage that activity. Having kids in wedlock could be a challenge enough, but having kids out of wedlock is going to destroy you. <laughs> Somebody says it's called resume, resume building coach. Yeah, I agree. I call it upward mobility when you go to jobs. All right. And, and when you're young, let me go back. When you're young, you shouldn't be at jobs for no 10 years. You shouldn't start off at a job at 24 and be there at 34. You're only going to know what that job trains you to do. You're not going to know nothing about the world. I say three to five years tops. Go to the next job. All right. All right. Learn what that says or and then use your experience to parlay a bigger income and say, I know the secret of that job. All right. Just bounce. All right, but uh, child support, kids out of wedlock is going to be a killer. It's going to be a crippler to your finances. Typically, if you're young and you do this, um, you get a kid, you get a woman pregnant and you're 22, 23, 24, you got 20 years until you're 44 till you save a dime. Till you save a dime, okay? Um, so try not to have that. Try not to have that. Um, if, if you get married later or if you get a divorce later in life, you're probably going to be crippled until you're 50 unless unless in fact that unless in fact that you find a way to create some income that the child support doesn't know about right self-employment is one of the biggest ways to defeat the crooked corrupt child support system right because it's hard for them to determine what your income is and this is not you hiding money it's just hard to determine what it is they have a little formula a little calculator all right for their corrupt proceedings to try to figure this shit out, but they're just cheating the system. What they want you to do is testify against yourself and turn on all your paperwork. Now, if you're a moral person, go ahead and cooperate. Or you can give them the middle finger, the middle one. All right, you can throw up the middle finger and say, you figured this shit out, you lazy bastards. All right. <laughs> all right, they want you to literally, they literally want you to just give up all your stuff. Tell me about your business interests and all this shit. They're lazy. They don't, not only are they lazy, they just don't have the resources to track you. They don't have the resources to dig. All right. So they just encourage you. Tell me everything. Yeah. So this is why dudes get hemmed up. If you're a W-2 employee, 
there's plenty of videos where they show you what dudes go through when they have a W-2 job and they get children out of wedlock or they get put on child support. The child support agency takes a significant chunk out of their check. They just check. They just take it out of your check. And you have no control over it because of how these crooked organizations got into the laws or they use the laws against you and your ignorance. So if that's the case, it's going to prevent you from building wealth. If you do have a W-2 job, you better get a side business if you're on child support. Get a side business because wage garnishments are bad. You don't want them garnishing your check. So I tell you, go get a business. Start a business. I know people, oh, but businesses aren't for everybody. Guys, LLCs are for everybody. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have a business. Doesn't mean it's your full-time business. Go get an LLC, go to go get an EIN, go get a business bank account, go get it. Guys, I'm giving y'all too much free information. Go to my money mindset. We talk about all of this. We give you the steps by steps to get this shit just in case the government can and they will take what you own. I'm just telling you this. I'm giving y'all too much free information. The government can take what you own at will. When you buy a house, they can take it. I know people are like that, but they ain't going to take mine. You don't know. What is it? What is it? The, what is the law in almost every municipality where they tell you, okay, you bought this house, but we can take it. What is the law called to see if you know? It's not a law, but what it, it's a, it's a, it's a form of a form of entitlement that every municipality has. It's called, and you guys are saying it right here. It's called eminent domain. Domaino eminente. It's eminent domain. Now, you're saying I've never heard anybody get eminent domain. Okay, Dodger Stadium was built on eminent domain. The Texas AT&T Stadium was built on eminent domain. People lost their properties and their houses and their farms and agricultural on eminent domain. All right, so it can happen. But you just don't hear about it because if they told you about it, you literally will be scared to death. <laughs> Many places and malls were built on eminent domain. They basically there's a highway in there's a highway in Maui built on eminent domain, where these people had the property, they had their place, they were gonna live there and die there, and it was like, oh, boom, move your ass out. They was like, you got to move. Well, I don't want to move. Have you ever seen a place Central Park? Have you ever seen a place where it's all industrialized, but on this corner there's an agricultural farm? <laughs> right? There's like a farm. It's all out of place. But over here, there's tall-ass buildings. You're like, why is this farm right here? What happened was they probably tried to take this farm, and they fought them. They was like, nope. And they probably said this is some sort of historical land. This guy, Indian uh, remains on it. They was like, we ain't giving it up. They fought the system. So that place still exists. So you guys don't know this stuff. And what, what, what I'm saying is I don't want you to be scared. But what I'm saying is if you don't have backups to backups, the government could come in and put a levy on your bank accounts. They can come put liens on your property. They could come repossess your vehicles. Okay, this is a real thing. And so if you want to be anything but a normie, you would actually have backups to your backups so people don't get to them things. And it's your, it's your right as, a, as an American to have these things. This is what you guys guilt Donald Trump's and the Republicans of because you're saying they're cheating the tax system. <laughs> They don't pay all their taxes. Okay, is that smart or dumb? I'll wait. 
they they smarted the system and the laws by having backups to backups, creating paper corporations. All right, using the tax code against what do you see? What 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 you guys got to understand is child support is a moral system, but it's immoral. There, it's almost essentially a legal system that they're using against you, illegal. But people make it a moral system. Well, you should just pay. No, it's a corrupt system. They're stealing from men. But then you make it about moral. Well, the kids got to get taken care of. Okay, let the kids move with me. No, no, they get the guy. They get. They need their mother. Okay, what is it? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? So, with that being said, if I create a system that kind of makes them work harder, it's not a moral. It takes advantages of the system, and they'll make you think it's a moral. Well, you're hiding. No, I'm not. I'm using the system against you. Like you're using the system against me. I'm using the system against you. It's not illegal. What I'm doing is very legal. You see what I mean? Like people that use the tax system and their advantages is doing something very legal. But it might be immoral to you because you're a W-2 employee that pays the highest tax rates out of anybody. Think about it. I'm not teaching you morality here. I'm not teaching you morality. The blue chip mindset is not about morality. If you want to stand on your moral box, soapbox, when you're dealing with CGA, you're in the wrong business. I'm not going to teach you how to be a righteous moral man. I'm going to teach you how to be righteous to yourself. Okay? Not to the system. The system is not supporting you. They're not there for you. They will take advantage of your ignorance. And I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to find your own path. Anyway. The next way. <laughs> the next way you stay broke. Gentlemen is your family has a broke mindset. ABL in the business, morality is BS. Do something illegal for a moral purpose, you still go to jail. Exactly. All right, your family has a broke mindset. Now, I'm going to show you something right here. Uh, a lot of people aren't prepared for this, but I want to show you this article. Check this article out. This just came out, and I've been warning you of this. CGA has been on top of this, blue chip mindset. And I'm going to start a channel basically clipping some of my stuff and using AI to create some great videos. All right. Are you ready to take care of your boomer parents? Here we go. This is more chicken bock. <laughs> Baby boomers make up the largest uh, group of people existing on this planet. This hence the baby boomer. And time to emphasize the boomers and boomerang. We're hitting this point. As a matter of fact, there's a paper here uh, that I want to show you called the 2030 problem. Look, the 2030 problem, caring for aging boomers. Most of the boomers are going to be above the age. By 2030, they're going to be the above the age. The youngest boomers, let me do my math here. 55, uh, let me see here, 56, 2030. We're looking at a, we're going to look at that close to 70. Mid 60s, 70s. That's going to be the youngest baby boomers. The oldest ones are going to skew probably 20 plus years, 70, uh, 87, 87, 88, 89. That's going to be the older. So we're looking at 66 to 89, roughly. Just my quick math. The 2030 problem. This is going to be a problem. A lot of your parents are going to start struggling. They're going to start boomeranging back to you. Uh, but this population is so significant that we're not going to be able to afford it. Gen Z is not going to be able to afford this. Okay. Um, and we know this. This is going to be a problem. Nurses are not. There's not going to be enough nurses. There's not going to be enough millennials that will care about these grandparents and some of them their parents. There's not. That's not going to happen. <laughs> So a lot of people are going to go broke with their Tesla battery car. 
<laughs> you think I'm going to have $5,000? Not when your parents boomerang back to you, boomers. It says this year, the eldest baby boomer will turn 77. And those born in 1964, the tail end of the generation will turn 59. It may seem early to raise the warning that millennials should start to strategize how to care for their boomer parents, but not so much where you're con wait, where you consider life expectancy rates for women in the U.S. Uh, it's 79 years old. And for men, it's 73 men be like, I'm out of here. I'm checking out. That means boomers are rapidly aging into the phase of life in which they may require help or simply don't want to live alone. All right. Women are going to be overwhelmingly affected by this because they're going to say, well, we have to take care of my boomer parents. Right. Your marriage, your marriages are going to be affected because you're going to be married and you're going to be living a good life. And then your parents are going to have to move in or you're going to have to move them to a nursing home. What if your parents say, I don't want to go to a nursing home? Especially when that damn governor in New York was actually putting them in the death camp. All right. So um, he was committing genocide. So in this situation, they don't want to go to a nursing home. What if your boomer parents live to 90? What if you had the morality clause? Well, I got to help my parents just like I got to fight for my kids. When your parents might have set you up for failure. What if your single mother lives to 90, 100 years old and you're the only child? I got to take care of my mama when you should be out here grinding. Right. This is going to be a problem. And if your family has this broke mindset where they didn't set you up for uh, success or they didn't help you out. And then all of a sudden, when they fall on hard times, you got to help them out. What if you're helping your parents and your kids ain't left the house yet? Mm. What if you're helping your parents? Boomer parents and then your millennial kids haven't moved out the house yet. I'll wait. This is going to be a massive scale problem in the next seven to eight years. It's going to be massive. Okay. What if your Gen Z kid is on OnlyFans, runs and hits the wall, and your boomer parents can't support themselves? What do you got? Guys, this is going to be common. And there goes your $5,000 Tesla battery being spent on this. This has been the problem with even plantation owners. Because plantation owners, we're going to experience what plantation owners experienced and which was one of the catalysts to get out of slavery. The economics of slavery, meaning that you have too many people that are alive that are non-productive. They're non-producers. They're just consumers, right? So you got three, four generation of people. If there's four generations, two of them are going to be non-producers, possibly three. If you have somebody that hasn't got on their got off their ass so you got a lazy kid you have their kid who's basically a child then you have your parents you're the only producer mm. oh boy you gotta you gotta start telling people early and planning for this even this article that is in the wapo shout out to jeff bezos is telling you and here it is right here it says right here it may seem early to raise the warning that millennials should start to strategize how to care for their parents, blah, 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 <laughs> right? Boomerang boomers is going to be real. So one of the reasons why you're going to stay broke is not anticipating these things. Your family has a broke mindset and they're going to guilt you. Guys, guilt and shame is going to be an all-time high, just like that guy tried to guilt you. If you don't fight for your kids and pay $100,000 to the family court, you are, you a loser. Okay. 
<laughs> chicken bock to me, right? You can disagree, but <laughs> if you don't take care of your mammy, she lost her section eight. What is she going to do? Take care of your mammy. You like, hey, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to give up my own life. I was supposed to be a good man and take care of all of my people and don't aim for nothing. I'm supposed to work all day and take care of my mammy, my daddy, and I take care of my kids and take care of my ex-wife and take care of my current wife. Take care of everybody. I was supposed to just do this and do this and work myself to death and die. And when I die, they're going to be arguing over my finances. Oh, you think I'm lying about that? How you stay broke? Your family has a broke mindset. This reminds me. This is by little Duval. He said it right here. Generational wealth ain't so easy as leaving something for your kids. My grandfather tried to create generational wealth for us, but my aunts and uncles blew it fighting over the money. Oh, all that generational wealth, all that hard work down the drain because you got poor minded, broke family members. And what they're going to do, and trust me, you're going to leave money behind without a prescription Without a qualification, you're just going to leave the money behind. They're going to blow it, fighting over it, just like she fought in the family court over it. These people just fight for money. They're greedy, gr uh, 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 crumb-snatching people. Most people are just greedy, crumb-snatching people. They just want the handout. They want the cheapest way to the money, and they're going to blow it, especially if they never had money. So reason number three, sorry, reason number, I'm going six, five, four. Reason number four. Your family has a broke mindset. Okay. If they choose struggle, write them out of the will. If they choose struggle, uh, don't leave them any money. If they choose struggle, disown them. I don't care if it's your mother, your wife, your ex-wife, your kids. I don't care who it is. And as a matter of fact, that's going to lead me to the next one. Because a lot of people are like, damn, you cold out here. You cold out here. <laughs> Now, Shaquille O'Neal and Steve Harvey themselves and other wealthy people have said they're not leaving their kids all of their money. Bill Gates, uh, my man um, Warren Buffett. Now, we'll get to those guys in a minute. They've said they're not leaving money for their kids. They're like, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to create that type of life for them. I'm not going to have them sitting around waiting for their cut. I want them to be somebody. I want them to know up front. I ain't leaving them shit. Or I'll leave them a little bit. I'll leave them a certain percentage. But I ain't leaving them all this money. Because it creates leeches. Jackie Chan said so. People saying Daniel Pena said so. Shout out to Daniel Pena. I'm sorry, uh, Dan Pena. Not leaving it behind. Anderson Cooper's mom was a Vanderbilt. She blew all the money. Anderson Cooper is part of the 13 families of America. If you didn't know. His mom was a Vanderbilt descendant, and she blew it. So you guys got to understand. <laughs> you guys got to understand. When we get to this point, sometimes your family members are not qualified to receive everything that you worked hard for. And not only that, you got to give them a prescription of what they should do in order to qualify for the money. And that's going to lead us to number two, or number, number six, five, four, three. I'm skipping one in my order list, so I'm going to have to remind myself to come back. Number three, socialist mindsets will ruin your wealth. Socialism is about destroying wealth, unless you just happen to be the person at the top dictating where the money goes. Right? You'll be fine. 
you'll collect all you want. But if you have a socialist mindset, meaning we'll all rise up together, we'll build together, we'll actually come together and I'll help my family on the way up. All the black people are going to rise together. All of you, If you have that mindset and it's hinged on taking something from somebody else, you're going to be broke mm. all of your life. Broke. Helping broke people before they get on, you get on your feet. You're struggling. You're sacrificing. You're getting on your feet. Then you start helping broke people, but you haven't got on your feet yet. No, 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 no. When you get on your feet, you can then decide, like that gentleman, that Indian brother said, now I have philanthropic um, opportunities now that I've made $10 million a year and worth $500 million. Now I can help, but I'm not just going to give it away, which means the philanthropy comes at the end after I built myself and I've actually insulated and protected myself against stupidity, meaning stupid family members, stupid people in the community, stupid people around you, stupid people in your proximity. Now I can help and I can help not out of desperation or to prove myself. I can help because I want to help. But you're going to have to have a purpose to help. Like you are doing philanthropy with a purpose, meaning you're either going to get your name put on a building to create immortality. You're going to get credit. You're going to actually be able to dictate where the funds go. Watch them, meaning create a nonprofit. You're going to be able to influence people into the future. This is what these philanthropists do. Meaning, okay, I'm going to give money back, but I'm going to make sure I get to tell you what you're going to put in those textbooks. And those textbooks are going to be sponsored by my corporation. And thus, my name is going to be carried on for 200 years. And I'm going to influence 200 years of generations of people. That's philanthropy. That's giving back. Giving back and telling the mayor of Detroit to decide where the money's going is stupid. Because the mayor of Detroit of Detroit is going to pocket 85% of it for himself. Giving it to HBCUs when they actually just steal the money right off the top is stupid. Everybody knows it. Everybody donated to HBCUs and they still are struggling over there. Look at Bethune-Cookman. Look at some of these other HBCUs. Look at Jackson State. We're highlighting it, but people think throwing money is going to solve it. No, throwing money at them with a purpose solves the problem. Okay? Not just giving them money. And these people that gave them money aren't on their feet. They gave the money out of some loyalty, and then they realize these professors and these um, uh, uh, school presidents put it in a pocket. Mm. So um, I'm getting passionate. I'm passionate about this sub subject, so I'm speaking passionately. And if you study the movie that I told you to watch, The Men Who Built America, Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie were ruthless businessmen almost up to their deaths. Almost up to their deaths. They were ruthless businessmen. They had monopolies that the government tried to break up. They put people out of business intentionally, so forth and so on. Then right upon their death, one of them decided they can't spend all their money. What are they going to do? Die with all this money? Then they said, one of them said, I'm going to give money away. And then they start putting names on buildings. They start creating foundations. And then the other billionaire or billionaire said, oh, that billionaire is giving money away and getting recognition. I'm going to compete with him. So the Carnegie's and the Rockefellers competed against each other to give their money away. So that's philanthropy with a purpose. They said, I'm going to be the better giver away of our money because I can't spend it. I'm going to die soon. And I want to leave a lasting legacy and influence, if you will, 
New, 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 new world order. And they said, hey, I was a crooked person all my life based on moral uh, judgment, but I'm going to give money away more than this guy. And the competition then was who can give away more money? Philanthropy comes at the end. Philanthropy comes at the end. Socialism is not going to work for you. Okay. Now, it may work for some, which is the bottom feeders, which are the people with their hand out. That works for them. But for you, you got to be extremely a capitalist, unapologetic about it. And then you can feel it. You can do your philanthropy at the end. And then you can create conditions. You can do it with a purpose. And you just don't give it to people who don't deserve it. You can actually have people qualify for it. You can keep the foot on their neck even when you're dead. Yes, indeed. Keep a foot on their neck even when you're dead. And they get a charitable tax structure and some sort of tax shelter when they donate this money, a la Mackenzie Bezos, whatever her name is. Mackenzie Bezos gave away a portion of her money, about a third of it, from her divorce, but she gave it away to charitable contributions uh, such as the Giving Pledge, and she got a tax shelter. Instead of giving it to the U.S. government, who is going to do nothing but sit back and take your money while doing nothing like child support does. Child support, and I won't say who it is, Child support and the government work the same. They don't work for the money. They just want you to give over the money or patch your pockets down or say how much money you have to determine how much money you give. That's how they work. All right. And so people know that and they'll say, no, instead of you getting the money, I'm going to give the money to these people. And under your tax shelter, under your tax structure, under my LLC, under, non under my nonprofit, under this tax benefit, so the government doesn't get it while putting sitting on their hands. See, this is, this is how people smartly give away money you just don't give it away and let people steal it use it misuse it and don't have conditions behind it so i'm giving you guys a lot of information do me a favor hit the like button you don't have to agree with what i'm talking about because i don't give a damn i'm gonna still do me <laughs> all right let me give you number three two and one and i'll try to be brief okay number three Okay, we got six. Six is not willing to move the opportunities. Number five, children out of wedlock, child support. That has crippled a lot of, lot of men. Number four is going to be your family has a broke mindset. Number three, socialist mindset, helping broke people before you get on your feet. Philanthropy at the end. Philanthropy with the purpose is what you're looking for. Number three, you choose a wife over a life. You choose a wife over a life. Okay, so a lot of people will see guys doing well in life. And they will say, well, why are you doing so well? Why can't I have what you have? Well, you chose a wife. I chose a life. You chose a girlfriend. I chose freedom. I chose to pay it up front. You chose to pay in the back end. The back end is more expensive than the front end. Now, you might say, well, you're a bad person for choosing that. Well, that's your opinion. But the problem is. It's barbecue in there. It is what it is. You can judge me if you want, but because you got to go back and report to your wife and ask permission from her and uh, to spend a couple hundred dollars, I don't have to ask anybody. And I'm writing down, you know, I'm writing somebody's uh, sports card that that I borrow from them. You know what I mean? I get to travel when I go. I, I get to travel when I want. I don't have to go to the fair, the festival and the farmer's market. So you want to do those things. You want to not be lonely. I don't have an issue with being alone. 
I don't have that need. I know it's a waste of my money, energy, attention, and time. I've been there, done that. Don't push that life onto me because you want me to be in your misery. Or if you just flat out are enjoying yourself, fine. Can I enjoy myself over here? Can I live? Yeah, can I live? Yes, can I live? But don't blame me when you chose a wife and I chose a life. Don't blame me. Don't make me apologize for this shit. Don't make, don't make me apologize because you're codependent. Don't make me apologize because you got a $5,000 a month maid. And my maid costs $300 a month. Don't blame me when you're trying to make a traditional wife out of a modern woman. And I said, I'm not going to do it. You see what I mean? This is why you stay broke. You can choose a wife and still be great. Said by a woman. Please let me find men that said that. Please let men speak on that. Women cannot speak on that because you don't pay the bill like a man pays the bill. Only men can speak that. Women can't speak that into existence. So let's continue with the show. Number two, maybe I'm ran out of stuff here. Is one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, there. Maybe this is number one. Yeah, not willing to move. Children out of wedlock. Your family has a broke mindset. Socialist mindset. You choose a wife or a life. Yes, I'm at number one. <laughs> you think you have enough. You think you have enough. Okay, this is why you'll stay broke. I got enough money. I got enough time. I have enough energy. I have enough attention. I had enough sex. I had enough fun. You think you had enough? Mm. Guys, there's never enough. <laughs> there's never enough. Now, you got to decide enough of what. A lot of people will say, I have enough money. You don't need that much money. You don't need to work that hard. You don't need to be greedy. There's not enough money. All the white people got the money. Black people can't get to the money. Whatever this is, whatever this is, this mindset will keep your ass broke. It's going to keep you broke. Guys, there ain't enough money. I know people that had a lot of money and they didn't have enough money in T minus six months. The money start going away quickly. You got to keep going. I'm <laughs> just letting you know, don't get comfortable. Chick, don't get too comfortable here. Do not get comfortable. You got $80,000 a year job. You need more. You need more. There's going to be a, a downturn, an economic downturn, an unforeseen circumstance, a health crisis, a recession. Anything can turn it that fast. All right? That fast. And the money leaves faster than it came in. The money leaves faster than it came in. Yeah, you could get laid off. Your wife can divorce you. Your wife could get sick. You could get sick. One of your kids can get sick. Your mama can get sick. Your daddy can get sick. Somebody can die. Funeral costs. Eating up quick. Inflation. What you thought was enough is not enough. I want you to think about this. Think about this. Magic Johnson signed the richest contract in NBA history. Can I share the details with you? He also lost an opportunity to make millions by signing with Converse versus Nike. He decided to sign with Converse instead of going with Nike. 
Magic Johnson signed the richest contract in which the contract stipulated that he would get paid for 25 years, $1 million. He signed this contract in the 80s. I want to say 84, 85. He signed this contract in, 19, in the 1980s. The contract was $25 million, $1 million per year. Everybody thought, everybody thought that that was the richest contract in the history. It was. It was the richest contract in the history of the NBA. Everybody thought that was insane. What? You're going to pay Magic Johnson? What? Did you hear these? Did you hear the contract terms? $25 million over 25 years. This is why he's somewhat of an ambassador for the Lakers. He was like, I was, he was still under contract till after he was, uh, after his playing days, he was still under contract. Now there's football and basketball players that make $25 million a year and they barely get off the bench. They barely get off the bench. They put, they probably play half the game. All year long, they play half the game and they make 25 mil. Let's just say we got starters making $25 million a year. Huh? Now, with that being said, I'm pretty sure his money, and I'm not watching his pockets, but that $1 million a year is nothing. All right, what it was in 80s was a lot of money. Today, not much. So he had to be very good at business. He had to put smart people around him at business to stay at the top of his financial game. He also says he could have went with Nike, a relatively unknown shoe company. He chose to go with Converse to get the money immediately, but he lost billions of dollars. He said he lost at least $5 billion not signing with Nike, which I don't blame him. He wanted to take the money. He took the money and ran. Unfortunately, taking the money and ran did not work for him long-term, long-term. Men think long-term. I know it's easy to just take what's in front of you, but sometimes, sometimes, you know, that was a hard decision for him. So I'm not summing that up as an easy. It was a hard decision. But people are making what he makes in a year, and he was the richest contract in history. He was the richest contract in history. Thus, there are people that signed those contracts in the 80s and 90s that are broke today. We know uh, a significant amount of, like they said, like 80% of athletes go broke within five years of their playing days. It's pretty simple. Some through divorce, some through child support, some through bad investment, some through bad family. These are the blue chip mindsets that we're laying down. So you got to think about this, right? I'll go through them again. Not have, not willing to move to opportunities is going to keep you broke. Um, children out of wedlock and uh, marriage, child support, child support indeed will keep you broke. Your family has a broke mindset. If they want to choose struggle, let them. But you owe them nothing. Once they choose struggle, there's no coming back. If they come back, they work for you. They don't get to come back and then keep their keep doing their stupid normie shit. Okay, I'll come live with you for six months, but I'm going to keep working for the man. No, you're not. You're not going to work for the man. You're going to work for me. I ain't working for you. Okay, you ain't living with me. <laughs> right? Simple. Um, you choose a wife over a life. This is for the gentleman. And Tina wants to let you know you can choose a wife and still be successful. Talk about the exception to the rule. Talk about the exception to the rule. Most men that are successful are married. That's true. But most of the time, the wife didn't help them build a damn thing. All right. They built it on their own. And many times. And no, we ain't talking about no power couple shit. All right. Most of the woman 
waited at the finish line for the winners. Most of these people are overwhelmingly from traditional families, and most of them are overwhelmingly from the Asian and white community. Let's get it straight. Most of them, the wife plays a traditional role. She's not a lawyer and all of that shit where these kids send their, or where these parents send their kids to these damn boarding schools. All right. That's a very rare breed. Very rare breed. But that's neither here nor there. Number three, or whatever number I'm on. Two, socialist mindset, helping broke people before you're on your feet. Number one, you think you have enough. So when people see my grind and consistency, right, I am always thinking there's not enough. I, I There's not enough time. Tupac in 25 years created entire legacy albums after even his death, movies, and so forth. And most people at age 50 ain't did shit. And he's like, he died young. No, you died young. Yeah, you were ready to die. All at 25, you pushed it all in. I'm ready to die. And you lived all the way to 50, 60, 70, and 80. You died young. He died and he lived the full life. <laughs> okay. Anyway, with that being said, let's get to these super chat. Thank you for the contributions. You live in Normieville. You walk in death. Let's see here. <laughs> People can't stand me, but that's what I do around here. And I ain't worried about it. All right, John Angelo says, Coach, can I? Okay, ladies love cool seat. Shout out to LaWar Moore. What year is it? It's get to the money 2023. We out here. Get to that money. I got money. All right, Pug Dad says, and that's a co-sponsorship. He says, work in the tipping industry. If you're on child support, only a certain amount of tips have to be claimed with the tip compliance form with the IRS, regardless of how much money you actually make, W-2s will have to, the tip compliance amount on it. So there you go, guys, if you're in a child support situation, which I don't I don't know for certain, but yeah, um, if you have a tip industry, you're making tips, only a certain amount of has to be claimed. And uh, guys, child support ain't going to look for it. I mean, if you go to a court where there's a judge outside of the child support, they might look for it and dig, right? But that's normally in the early stages of your divorce where they're trying to split assets, Later on in, in, in marriages, later later on in child hearings, they don't do all that. They ain't about to do all that. They ain't about to flip up under, look under, under mattresses. They just going to take, say, go to child, the child support to handle it. Then they're going to say, child support is going to say, uh, bring in your paperwork. <laughs> you go look at them like this here. You're going to say, oh, word, do what? All right. <laughs> you go look at it like Martin Luther Lee, like this here. So you better have these things in your records. I'm not telling you how to get around child support, but what I'm saying is they're lazy. Right? They, they don't want to do no work because they got too many baby mama terrorists overworking them. And so every baby mama thinks she's going to get a payday when she walk in there. And so when the guy is a little bit more intelligent, baby mama get frustrated. Yeah, I money. It ain't your money. Mm. Broke. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. All right, because she broke, she want to steal from you. All right, uh, you know what I mean? It's crazy. All right, where we at? Uh, we, where we at here? Shout out to Pug Dad. Uh, Will Harrison says, like on an airplane, when you when you are told to put on your oxygen mask first before helping others, got to save yourself first on a basic level. Got to save yourself first. Put your oxygen mask. 
Guys, you can't put the oxygen man mask on other people. And they freaking out. You about to lose oxygen and they you can't even get it over their head. Oh, no. Speaking of my mind, Carnegie or Carnegie is the one that got Napoleon Hill started. I didn't know that. Shout out to Andrew Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie. Think about it. Carnegie Hall is a place that they have there. Car Carnegie Hall. Be real mahogany coach. Please say it one more time for the Smurfs and the NPCs in the back. You choose a wife over your life. That's what you meant to say. You chose a wife over a life. It's pretty simple. And so why you got to ask your wife for permission to come out and smoke cigars with me? I don't. Oh, honey, come on. I don't have to do it. Now, you can be pissed. Napoleon Hill was a grifter. Shout out to Napoleon Hill. He made zero dollars from his books. <laughs> he made no money. Damn, man. It's hard to live up to the expectations of the normies. Like, you can't even go try to get no money. Grifter. Let's replace these words. Charlatan. Okay, there are charlatans out here. Charlatans end up selling their stuff right up front. They don't give you no information for free. They use all kind of scams and all kind of shit to even get the money. And then when they get the money, you don't hear hide nor hair from them. That's called a charlatan. There's a lot of charlatans here. But hustlers are not grifters. <laughs> I don't know what this grifter thing is. But normies be always calling somebody else out for doing extra work. Like you literally woke up. Let's get something real here. Let's get something real. You woke up. You came up with an idea. You tried to see if somebody wanted it. You actually showed maybe some sort of receipts, maybe some information. You had something somebody wanted. The person would have took it for free. The person would have took that shit for free. But because you said, you know what? I'm not going to give you all of it for free. I want you to invest and double down in that. Grifter, you working too hard. <laughs> why do you work so hard? I don't work so hard. And then why do you get to drive fancy cars and be at the junior college? Okay, that's terrible. You a grifter. It's, it's a weird thing that guys that work hard or actually take a risk, sacrifice, give information, they're the grifters. Dudes that be sitting back doing nothing got the most to say. As they say, when you're on the floor of the basketball court, you can't hear the boos from the cheap seats. And it's always the people in the Let me tell y'all something. The guys in the cheap seats boo the loudest. The guys in the cheap, when I go to the Raiders game, I sit around the entire stadium. I sit in the 400, 300, 200, 100. I've sat everywhere in that stadium, except for the um, except for the uh, black hole. When I'm in the 400 level, they be boo booing. And they ain't did shit. They barely got into the stadium. They didn't buy no snacks, no drinks, no beers, no chips, no nachos. They bought nothing. They parked eight blocks away and walked in. They be, boop. when I'm in the 100 section, last game of the year, I sat in the 15th row, 50-yard line. Ninjas was saying nothing. Nobody booed. Nobody yelled. Nobody screamed. They was just watching the game like this. <laughs> when, it, when they scored, they was like, oh, all right, let me go down to the damn, let me go down there and go down there and get me a drink, all right? 
and they paid $1,000 for that seat, sometimes $2,000. But the people who pay 86 bucks, boo, drunk before they got to the game. They snuck in drinks to get in the game. <laughs> Which should be a lesson for you. The people booing the loudest are in the cheap seats. <laughs> the people who appreciate what you're doing and be like, okay, boys, you gave a good effort. They invested. So never listen to the mother suckers in the cheap seats. Those are the dudes that are triggered. They're pissed because they spent 260 bucks to in total. Tickets, food, parking, all of that shit. Now they got to wait at the bus depot to drive their ass. They got to wait two hours at the bus station to drive their ass back to the parking lot. Those people are pissed because they invested their one game seat. <laughs> anyway, man, it's weird. People in the cheap seats. Why are you doing this? The CGA got that. Why are you watching me so hard? Stop watching me so hard. Why don't you work on your business? And then maybe you could be like CGA. But I lost my job. Mm. All right. Anyway, Jason, the real Jason C says, Coach, thank you for everything you do and say. Coach Gang for life. All right, shout out to JC says, Coach, thanks for all you do. He says this, Jace, for all you do, you have been a big influence on my mindset. I am grateful for all of the free virtual therapy. I have joined locals and will sub to the money mindset because there's barbecue in there. It's barbecue all in right, there. All right, thank you for the super chats. We're going to go on the PayPal cash app and everybody, man, we're going to get everybody. He gets everybody because I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Dexter says, thanks for all the game over the years, Coach. I appreciate you, man, and apply what you want. If you don't like something, Leave it alone. Uh, develop your own philosophy. Daniel D just finished initial realtor meeting, and he says right here, looking forward to some warmer weather. All right, yes. Uh, um, I'm getting used to this Vegas Vegas seasons. You live in a desert, man. We get we get all seasons, and they're not good. All right, we got. Uh, they're all crazy. Joss C says, Coach, you push out a lot on live streams. I will. Limit listening to your blue chip mindset. I'm oh, sorry. I will limit listening to your blue chip mindset series. Appreciate all that you do. One day, um, he says, I'll be able to give a bigger super chat working on saving that emergency fund amount you recommended in the preparing for economic crisis stream. Build, build your stuff, man. We all going to get here. I'm not, you know what I mean? We all going to get here. You're going to get here. Some are going to get here. Some are going to take nothing and get nowhere. Some are going to make their own path and not listen to a word that I said. I'm going to get where I'm going to get. Um, I'm not in the panic to become famous. I'm not in the panic to become the leader of this, of the manosphere. I'm not in a hurry to impress anybody here. Um, I'm living and enjoying this life. Um, we, I do have minor distractions, but I'm living major league. And the distractions are coming from the minor league, which you always have to qualify. But I'm going to be here for a long time. Whether I'm here or not. All right, so I'm going to get it. And we're going to get it, and you're going to get it. Some say, I'm fam you're famous to me. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate it. But I'm just a regular old man. I'm a plain and honest man. All right, shout out to El Jefe's is paying my tuition to the GOAT. All right, sh shout out to you. When we got PayPal, then we're going to be at the three-hour mark. And don't think, God, man, don't think I don't never give y'all information, man. I ain't hiding very many secrets. I got secrets, man. I got secrets, meaning I got info that can really, really change your life. But um, I'm giving y'all lots of free game, but some of y'all ain't going to use it. Some of y'all ain't going to use it. 
But don't say I ain't giving out the information, man. The information is here, but the game is to be sold, not told. Grifting. That's what the game is about. And if people are preaching game, but they're calling people grifters, I, I, I look at it and go, damn, the game is to be sold, not told. Everybody told you. Everybody tells you that. The game is to be sold, not told. All right, but in this industry, social media, you got to tell a lot. You got to tell a lot to get people's ears. But thinking you're going to hold the secret, I'm going to hold the secret all to myself, and I'm going to gatekeep, and I'm going to, no, 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 we ain't going to do that. He says, uh, CGA turned into a game guy. Hmm, yeah, we teach the game of life. <laughs> we teach the game of life. The game is, to, dude, how was that game? Man? I swear to God, where do y'all people get this from? Right. Where do y'all get this from? This is not game. This is not dating coach shit. This is this is the shit that people been saying from the beginning. You guys got to realize these PUAs stole everything from men who were hustlers, right? Real hustlers. And I want you to be a hustler. But game guys use this as shit that they came up with. Oh my lord, these people goofy, man. I teach you the game of life. And as a result, the game of life guys teach you get life first and women are a byproduct of life. That's what game guys teach. That's what the game life guys teach. Game guys teach you put the woman first. I don't teach you to put the woman first. I don't teach you to chase the woman first. I don't teach you to spend all your waking hours managing women and managing their expectations. I don't teach you that. I teach you that life is first and you can enjoy all the spoils of the wars that you fight for every day. You can enjoy whatever you want by putting life first. That's game. That's game. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. And they might teach this stuff too. I just don't listen to them. Randy says female TikTokers users say they're deleting their dating apps and heading to Home Depot. Protect your hammers, gentlemen. There's always a reason why a woman talks to you in person. And it's not because she likes you. <laughs> All right. There's always, there's always a reason why a woman talks to you in person, and it's not because she likes you. The reason is intentional. Women move intentional when it comes to surviving. And their intent is maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're horny. Maybe they're desperate. Maybe they're looking for another way. Where do I meet? Where's a woman right here? Where do I meet successful men? And they will go to Mastro's, cigar lounges, hotel bars and restaurants, rooftop bars. They will go to places where they assume country club, tennis organizations. They will go to places where VIP, they will go to places, vacation spots to intentionally meet rich men. So let's just qualify it again. Gyms, high status gyms, Equinox. They don't go to Equinox because they got better equipment. They go there because there's men there. So let me qualify it again. Women go, women talk to men in public for a reason, and it is not because they like you. Sorry to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah, they become real estate agents. They go to Home Depot. Come on, man. You guys got to understand that this is, you guys want to treat this as a game, but I'm giving y'all the game of life. Shout out to no government name. Did Derek 
even provide his demographics. He said walking away was cowardly, but never said if he has been in the family court. I thought about that. I was like, the guy came back, but he claimed he missed my question. So thus, that's why he didn't answer the question. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping maybe he can get in the comment section to help you out. And he says, I spent 25K in the family court for essentially every other weekend and holidays. I like to know what has Derek spent. Shout out to no government name. I got a question for you guys. You guys want to fight for your kids? Get your get your get your checking account out. You're going to spend minimum 10K. You can spend upwards to 40K. And an attorney once told me. You're going to spend that money to get exactly what you just had before your co-parent encroached on you. Let me repeat that because we do have a little bit time. Somebody said Derek said he was 35, 35 years old. So whatever you just had, whatever it is that you had, then the co-parent, which I proved to you, Mariah Carey and the other woman where the co-parent said she wanted to not co-parent with her kid, uh, baby daddy, and went to child support. You just had 50-50. Then the co-parent encroached on you, causing you to then sue her after she sued you. If that happens, you're going to pay minimum 10K. Maybe if you get lucky less, up to 40K. A lawyer once told me, all you're going to do is spend $40,000 to get what you just had. Is it worth it to you? That's called fighting for your kids. That's, that's what fighting for your kids is. An attorney told me that and basically told me, hey, if you want to burn 40K up to get what you just had before your baby mama terrorist encroached on you, do it. She was like, but you're just going to burn the money. And she said, you might not get what you just had. They might just say, well, let's let the kid go over there. I'm telling you guys, it is a shakedown. And do you want to just pay for what you just had? It's kind of like, I don't even know how to even, what's an equivalent to that? You get some food, they deliver it to you. Then they take the food back and then they make you pay for it again. I don't know what, what's the equivalent of that. But these things happen all because the woman is broke. The primary reason why it happened is because the woman has broke. She's raided the coffers of her kids' college fund. She's raided your coffers. She's raided her parents' coffers. She's raided her own personal coffers. Her job and income is getting killed by what? Inflation and all of these things. She's getting crushed. She's going to play the victim. Then she's going to encroach on your parentage. Then she's going to run to child support or run to the court, play the victim, and then try to get money. And in her mind, she's going to believe that this is a genuine way to get money. And it, trust me, it's not even enough money. Yeah, she's going to have a foreclosure. She's going to be on the brink of bankruptcy. She's going to be on the brink of, 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 um, um, what do you call this? Um, eviction. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen financially for them. They're not keeping up. Anybody that believes that a person that has a, a, a woman specifically that has a nine to five job is keeping up financially. She's not. And if she has a child, she's not. All right, so she's very much on the brink. And the only way out is to encroach on your parentage to get child support money. I mean, it's the only way out. And she's going to blow that money too. Not only that, she's going to be disappointed at the award of money that she's going to get. In her mind, she's like, I'm going to get $2,000 a month. She might only get $1,000 a month. 
Now, when she gets $1,000 a month, when she thought she was going to get $2,000 a month, she's going to be angrier than a wet hornet. She's still going to be pissed at you because she sacrificed her kids at the altar of the federal government and the corrupt child support system. She sacrificed it. She sacrificed them and sabotaged them all for financial gain, and she didn't get what she wants. She's still going to be pissed at you. In her mind, she's going to get $4,000 a month. She might only get $1,500, and she's still going to be pissed and still going to be broke. Still going to be pissed and still going to be broke. So she thinks this is going to be a solution to her problem, but it's not. See what I mean? And guys, if you're dating women like this, you're a loser. Nope. You're a loser. If you're dating women on child support or alimony, you're a loser. Only practice with them. I know people are going to be pissed with that, but you're going to be the next victim if you're lucky. Don't pat yourself on the back because you're spending another guy's child support. You're a subpar human being if you do stuff like that, but that's neither here nor there. You can agree to disagree. Shout out to Christopher. He says, own my own business, have custody of my daughter. Shout out to you. Congratulations for you. Very rare, rare individual. Very rare individual. Uh, let me see here. I think we're closing up. Uh, let me see here. Yep, we're closing up. That was the last one. No government name. Let me check Vimo closing up. And then we'll be back for some edutainment. Oh, we got we got Travis. He says, I've always lived my life lightly so I can pick up and go when I want to go. He says, I moved all over the U.S., but it wasn't until I moved overseas that life started making sense. He says, you keep trying things until something sticks. I think overseas life is going to be for me as well. So maybe in the future, in the next five years, you're going to see me make that move. Maybe earlier. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely thinking about it. Moving overseas. I just got to do my due diligence and research. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate the support and take what you want from this stream. We'll be back tonight and we out of here. Let Kaylee take us out. Peace.